live from the historic River Market District in Kansas City, Missouri. From the banks of the crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it's two douchebags and microphone podcast. Ready to invade your ear holes in three, two, one. Happen to you, you've been in a conversation with somebody and they're trying to make a point, and you're trying to make a point. And they say something, and you point out the obvious flaws in that. Like, they'll say, well, well, no one, no one ever wants to get hurt. And you point out, well, yes, some people do. There are people who are passing places and enjoy being hurt. And True. then the line they always come back with, well, what I meant was, dot, dot, dot. They and try to revise the statement to fit what they're saying. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, they come out with a blanket statement to try to make a point. And then you point out that that doesn't work. Well, what I meant was this. And then you point out how that Well, what I meant was... And you point out how that's wrong, too. And they're like, well, you know what I mean. Okay. It's a very lazy way of trying to make your point. Exactly. Is you don't you ever say what you mean, but you count on the other person to know what you're trying to say? No, I think this is what it is. They're used to throwing out blanket statements that people don't back up, that don't question. Right, It's like, right. well, well, nobody really likes that anyhow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, well, everybody cheats on their taxes. Yes, which they is kind not of, true. There's yeah, they just, want to, they just want you to accept that blanket statement. Yes. And go on. Yeah. Like, all handicapped people are nice. No. no. <laughs> some of them are some, some are a little bitter and not very happy about it. So. That was a line on uh, the Big Bang Theory when uh, one character was dating a, uh, a deaf girl. Mm-hmm. And she was turning out she was using him for his money and, in fact, stealing money. Mm-hmm. And one of the other characters was like, you've got to be wrong. Everyone knows that handicapped people are nice. And that was a laugh line on the show. But I thought, that's kind of what we've been told. You know, oh, the, the poor handicapped person smiling bravely in their wheelchair or in their hospital bed. So or, I would think I would be the opposite. Not crass. Maybe, who knows, who knows, whatever. But maybe not crass, but... Like, oh, so you don't like handicapped people? 
Exactly. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying they're just like everybody else. See, that's the problem is We're the, phony, nice. the phony outrage. Yeah. The yeah. guy that's got it, he doesn't give a fuck about anything. Yeah. He doesn't care. But in front of people, he's going to go, well, you need to be nice to them because they're just trying to get by. How would you like it every day? You could wipe your own ass. And but he don't give a shit. No, he enjoys being part of a group that's in the right and... Yes. And, Tolerant and smiling benevolently on these these poor handicapped people who are so less than. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's an it's a same guy. Goes, I have black friends. Yeah, yeah. The person who just they can't wait to tell you. I have gay friends. Yeah. <laughs> I hug all of them, regardless whether they're getting a getting a rise out of it or not. The fact that you brag about it means it's still a really big deal to you. Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't be a big deal at all. Yeah. Matter of fact, if you're going through, you're like, man, I, I, I can't even remember whether I don't know what he is. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I have friends, and then I have to think. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Some of them are gay. Some of them are. Yeah. Oh, okay. Some of them are this ethnicity, and some of them are this. It's like they're my friends. Yeah. I don't automatically like start segregating them in my yeah. mind. I, I would hope that they don't look at me as, oh yeah, he's my he's my old white man friend. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> needs one of them just for appearances. My God, if I gotta go get a loan, I need that son of a bitch next to me. Uh, hey, look, I can get a loan. I know an old white guy. Yeah. Yeah, he can get a loan. He's one of us. Well, it's the same attitude as when they say all firefighters are heroes. Really. All of them. So none of them have ever been arrested for bezeling, starting Life fires, uh, yeah, sleeping yeah. with their partners, friends, wives. It's like, no, you don't get to say all firefighters are heroes because they're not. There are some but, people that are in it for just their own reasons yeah. and not to really necessarily help people. Yeah. And, and why would you ha why would you want a blanket statement to try to pretend that everybody in a certain occupation is above and beyond in heroic. This, what, 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 what makes you feel good about yourself that's where you want to believe that and say it? That's what, that's what I'm curious about. This goes along with the phony outrage. Mm -hmm. These are the same type of people. Yeah. They have to put out these blank, blanket statements. They have to come out with these uh, uh, lines, mm -hmm. if you will, these rehearsed lines, in my opinion. And they jump on every catchphrase, all the buzzwords, all the yes. latest... Thing. It's like they're looking for a powerful group to be a member of. Yes. Because they can't, they can't think for themselves, or don't want to think for themselves, or be on their own. They're looking for a powerful, accepted group to immediately join. Yes. You can join a powerful group now, and there are people like you, and they will accept you. And that, if that's the motivation, then you haven't expressed anything about how you feel other than you're lonely and you're scared well, and you don't want to be alone. It, it's like you just said, like, uh, hate all Republicans. And, and look, man, uh, we went in last week about the fake conservative and how they'll mm -hmm. fuck you out of your last penny, but then swear that they love God and love everybody. Yeah. Well, the fake liberal is just as disgusting. Yeah. Because what you said, that if you, I hear a lot of them spewing, well, Jesus was a liberal. Okay, well, Jesus loved the Republicans, too. Mm -hmm. He loved everybody. Yep. So how come you're not? And Jesus so didn't judge people and try to punish them on his own. He was all about, you'll get judged eventually. Yeah, uh, you'll love Trump. Yeah. You'll love uh, uh, DeSantis. You'll love anybody that's a uh -huh. conservative because you are a real liberal and really do love everybody. Yeah. So. But most of them just want to be part of the group that picks on that group. 
Yes. They don't care what the group is. They just want to be a member of one group who are picking on another group. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like in my solo cast, this is kind of the same thing, but it just reminds me of it is. Um, I was going into Facebook posts and groups and all that mm-hmm. that needed ass paddlings. Yeah. Well, the the one the one post that is like, uh, if you ever need a hand on there, mm-hmm. I told you you find this person and you send them messages every day that you need help and you yeah. see how many times they're going to be there for you. Uh-huh. You'll get the old, oh I I never go to Messenger. I I you know they'll uh-huh. see it come over originally and then they'll not go to it on purpose. Oh, I never go to Messenger. This is how come I've seen it three weeks later. I'm sorry. I would have gladly helped you anytime. Yeah. yeah. Every day you pester them <laughs> that you need a ride cross town yep. until they actually deliver. Man, I need someone to come over and rake my leaves or help yeah. me clear out those basements. Like, they just want the credit for saying it and have people be, oh, they're so nice. They'll help anyone. But yeah. no one ever checks to see if they follow through. Mm. 99.9% of them do not. No, no. They just want the credit. And and actually, nobody gives a fuck. At the end of the day, you go, hey, who posted that one and said if anyone needs help? I don't know. No. I, I just liked it and scrolled on. I don't know who the hell it was. Yeah. They're hoping for that momentary flare of, of it's like warm, want, good feeling. And they then, need that pat on the back. Yeah. I think that this is the same thing, is, is they want the pat on the back like, well... You're on the right side of this one, mister. Thanks for caring. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for, yeah, thanks for But they for want to make sure everyone sees that they're caring. Everyone that sees they that they're, yes. you know, it's like the companies that say, we're donating 10 million, you know, bottles of water to Ukraine. Okay, why are you telling me about it? Exactly. If you're really doing a good deed, you don't tell anybody. Yeah. And are those companies going to take the big tax right off at the end of the year? Oh, heck yeah. Oh, yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, uh, quite a so few. yeah, goodness of their heart, my ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to tell you, for instance, of a good deed, but I can't because here's the deal: if I tell anybody, it's not anymore a good deed. So yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm just not going to say anything. It's like but, walking around and telling everybody how cool you are. Yeah. Well, no, you're not. <laughs> you are if other people come to that conclusion on their own. Yeah. But you can't walk around, look at what a great person I am. Look at all these charities I give to. It's like, okay, the fact that you're telling us and showing us and rubbing our noses in it tells me everything we need to know about you. It means it's out of the norm for you, and that's why you're going around broadcasting it. Yeah. It's because, look, hey, I finally become a good person for two minutes. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, like, you know, Steve Jobs had a lot of flaws. But he did give away a lot of money to charity in secret and that came out after he died. Yes. Now, that's that's genuine. You Bill know, Gates? Eh, he's giving away a lot of stuff now. And Let's see, Warren Buffett is trying to make sure that none of his kids inherit millions. So he's trying to make sure he gives it all away. And I think Bill Gates is the one that's not giving his kids anything. He said, no, they're going to so. have to make their own. Yeah. That's one thing I do agree with him on. Yeah. Is that right there? Uh, unless I was his kid. Yeah. If I was yeah. his kid, I'd be madder than five. But viewing out of from this side is like, way to go, Bill. About the only thing. Now jump on Epstein's plane again and get a divorce sober yeah. or whatever. But imagine imagine being so successful well, in your life. whatever happened there, allegedly. Yes. So, allegedly. Allegedly. Imagine being such a success you, in your you life that you screw up the next three generations of your family because they're all coasting. Uh, lazy idiots. I think that's what he's thinking. Yeah. Is I don't want a bunch of sloppies. 
But, you know, the allegedly thing, I was going to go back to this here real quick. Mm. By this time in the podcast, you're going to have like five little disclaimers already. (laughs) Because that's what kind of world we're in. Uh. So, (laughs) go ahead, Christopher. (laughs) You'll probably get one over this because this is kind of lame. Evening Munchkin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, let's see, uh, you got anything else you want to talk about? I got some stuff too, but go ahead. Yeah. I'm giving you the floor. Alrighty. Um, isn't it, isn't it kind of interesting how we have hundreds of thousands of people in this country in prison on marijuana related chargers? Mm-hmm. that they weren't selling, they weren't distributing, they weren't committing violent crimes, but yet they're sitting in jail. But if you're a WNBA player over in Russia, suddenly it's a major deal if you're arrested for marijuana. And everyone loses their mind trying to get her home and get her home safe and do prisoner swaps and make sure she doesn't have to do prison time. And this goes along what we were talking about earlier about how Joe Rogan... It's mm-hmm. completely 100% right on what he said. And he's getting all this flack over something that's fucking true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all these people over here that are in jail. Uh, worse yet, think about all these 19-year-olds that are going out, having a joint, mm-hmm. and then they have a record mm-hmm. later on in life. Okay. Him and another person are going for the same job. This is a secure job. Uh, yeah. Let's yeah. say it's... Uh, I don't know, with the Federal Reserve or with the um, with with defense a, contractor. A defense contractor yeah. like Honeywell. They go for the same job. And the kid that has the marijuana arrest is mm-hmm. not going to get the job. Yep. The kid that does not have it is going to get the job. So how fair is that? Yeah, so really. before we all freak out over Brittany Griner and all the bullshit, I, yeah, I don't care. You know, she wasn't loving America what, a few years back. So, yeah, you know, everybody has their own opinion on that, but she did say quite a few things yeah. that, you know, maybe uh, maybe she doesn't want to be here. Mm. Look, everybody can have their own opinion on what's happened in America and all that, but, you know, once you start bashing America like that, how much should America back you up? Look, that's I know a question. there is a lot of stuff that goes on that's wrong, yeah. you know, and there is a, there, it's a very flawed flawed system, yes. But it does pose a question, and I'm not saying either way, but I mean, you know? Yeah. It does uh, it does kind of spark a little, well, you know, how far do you go to protect someone like that? And especially when there's all these other people that are in prison first. Exactly. I, I, I would... I would really like somebody to explain to me what is so specially special about Brittany Griner because there are a lot of Americans overseas on drug charges who mm-hmm. are awaiting trial or in prison and nobody seems to care about them. I want someone to actually tell me what is so special about Brittany Griner in particular that she gets all this effort put towards her but not the other people who are in the exact same situation as her in other countries or even in that country. Yes. Somebody tell me, why is she singled out? Well, there's quite a few people in Russia that are in prison mm-hmm. from America. Yeah. They're Americans. And, uh, well, I mean, if we're going to address her, can't we address them all? 
they have a whole TV names out there and what they're accused of and what the actual facts are. They have a whole TV show about that called Locked Up Abroad about yes. people who committed crimes in other countries and were caught and locked up. So, yeah, it happens. And yep. people know it happens. So, again, somebody explain why Brittany Griner is suddenly so special that we have to put forth all this effort for her. I'm not saying don't. I'm just saying tell me why. Okay. What, what I'm saying is, is uh, she may have a completely different perspective on America now that she's locked up overseas. And, yeah. And her opinion's her opinion. <laughs> but I'm kind of saying, like, maybe we should stall on this a little bit. And worry about some other people first yep. and try to get them. And then you can get to her. Yeah. But I'm saying give her a little something to think about. Whether it's right or wrong or whatever, my feelings are is all these other people are locked up for other things. Maybe we should get to them first and use this as a, uh, as a catalyst mm-hmm. to try to right these other wrongs. At the very least... Have her get in line behind everyone else who's already yeah, in that situation. Yeah, no special we'll get stuff her. because she throws a basketball. Yeah, so if she has to spend a few years in jail before we get to her, well, other people have too, and we yes. haven't gotten to them yet. Yeah. So and just she doesn't get to jump the line and avoid prison altogether just because she throws a basketball. Because she can dunk a ball. Mm-hmm. She should not get ahead of Joe Schmo down the fucking road that was yeah. uh, locked up there. Whether bogus or not, I don't care if he had pot on him. Yeah. And, you know, the whole thing is, is this right here, it's wrong. This And, and this this twists the fake liberals in all sorts of knots trying to yes, explain how the, they say, oh, yes, we're all equal under the law. And then you ask, then why is she so special? How come she's not equal under the law? Why is she getting such special? Oh, well, um, uh, and then watch them twist themselves into knots trying to explain why equal under the law doesn't apply here because of something. If you truly believe what you say, mm-hmm. you will be more worried about the people that were before her, her predecessors, yep. and, and unraveling their situation before you get to her. And you won't give a shit about their celebrity status. Exactly. Yes. But they'll give the excuse, oh, well, she's well-known, therefore she can call attention to the situation. Now we're right back to raising awareness, which is such a fucking cop-out. Susan G. Komen, awareness of breast cancer. Yeah, they do nothing for a cure, they just raise awareness, and they spend millions doing it. Yes. Yeah, raising awareness is a way to try to get credit while doing nothing. Yes. That's all it is. And in my opinion, it's a great way to make money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because there's always a sucker saying, yeah, I'll give you money for your awareness well, raising. this goes raising. back to people trying to look like they care. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll give them five bucks. No, 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 no. In my opinion, if you really give a shit about the cause, mm-hmm. you'll go find a friend of yours or someone that you know close enough that has cancer. You'll take them to treatments. Yeah. You'll go buy them dinner. You'll talk to them. You'll speak mm-hmm. to them. You'll yeah. find out some of, the, some of their needs, what you can do to help I encourage everyone to do that. Then yeah. to go give to some charity that... Uh, they're going to sponge off 70% for administrative costs. Yes, and yeah. there's a lot of them. You can look them up. They're, they're online. Guidestar.net, I believe, is the website that will mm. tell you everything you need to know financially yeah. about these uh, so-called charities. There used to be a term, uh, checkbook charity. That's you know back when people actually wrote checks and had... Yes. You know, but it was a way to, it was, you didn't care, but you would write a check to soothe your own conscience or mm-hmm. something to point to if somebody says, you know, do you do anything to help? Yeah, I wrote this check the other day. 
You know, yes. it's a super easy way to pretend you've helped, but not to have to actually, you know, ooh, touch the dirty homeless people. I don't want to actually have to touch or smell them. I just want to throw money at them. Yes. You know, it's checkbook charity. Well, it's like what, what the government this is. does. The government throws money at situations like our schools, but they won't go inside them. No, 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 no. They no. won't go inside them and see what's actually going on. They're just like, oh, go ahead and write them another check. That's the easy, simple thing to do, and it's easy to point to at election time. Look at this check I wrote. Yeah. Instead of, you know, look at the actual difference I made or, you know, look at the problems I actually solved. No, look, they if just two douchebags know better. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not that difficult, but no. it's motivations, you know? We, we come from the motivation of, let's fix the problem, but they come from the motivation of, let's perpetuate the problem, because that's what got me elected. Yes. Yeah. You know, you know, why would the Democratic Party ever want everyone to have a job and be self-sufficient and pay taxes? Because then they wouldn't need the Democratic Party anymore. Exactly. People be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't, I don't want you in on my mm-hmm. stuff. Get out of here. And that's why the Republican Party doesn't want wage equity or fair distribution of wealth. They rely on enormously wealthy, powerful, controlling people. And this is why you have people fighting so vigorously over it, because yeah. they're on each side. Yeah. Neither one of them wants to run the country. They just want to be in power. Yes. They just want to be the next one to get elected and be in power. They don't, they don't give a crap sell. about doing well for the country. Or nominating somebody who can actually, you know, do some good. It's just, let's get in power so we can steal for the next four years. Yeah, they don't want to solve problems. Mm -hmm. And and then they will manipulate everything to make it to where their party has an advantage. And and it's not that easy, it's not that difficult to see the parallel. Because, you know, a pharmacy, a pharmaceutical company will never spend a penny to cure diabetes. But they will spend tons of money to produce the drugs to maintain the diabetes as long as you pay for the rest of your life. Yeah. Because yep. otherwise, you know, what else is in it for them? Yeah, Curing the disease? That doesn't make them any money. No, basically it's like you can live, but you got to pay us. Yeah. you got to pay us a living tax, and that it comes in this medication. So, you know, a politician, they don't have any incentive to solve the problems because that's what got them elected. The problems and problems that need help and need work, and I'm the person to do it. But if they fix the problem, they're not necessary anymore. Wasn't it Hillary Clinton that was quoted as saying, never let a good crisis go to waste? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and, that's the mindset that you get mm-hmm. from both sides, actually. I mean, both of that's not just a Hillary thing. That's very widespread. Yeah. I mean, she was, she was saying just something very obvious. She was just saying that. Yeah, yeah. It's something that's very obvious in politics and... And you know, not only not letting it go to waste, but crises can make excellent distractions. Yes. From like you know the the they dead hooker. The in your, yeah, the dead hooker in your bed suddenly doesn't seem so important if you're bombing Kosovo. I would have loved to seen what the uh, what the narrative was on Chappaquiddick. Oh yeah. One big old fucking fat dumb stupid Teddy fucking. Oh, yeah. He took mur- a dive in the water. He he murdered his mistress. Allegedly. And got got away with it and has has continued to get reelected because he was a Kennedy. Yes, allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) So, I have too much fun with allegedly now. Okay. Uh, Like stated before, if you believe anything we say or think of this podcast, anything other than hyperbole, parody, and just plain stupidness, you're dumber than us. And, and that's, that's hard, hard to beat. beat.
prompted the joke is never get a ride home from a Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what they. I wonder what they focused in on that to kind of like uh, move away from that. I think they portrayed Teddy Kennedy as the poor suffering victim who had to live with the fact that this. You know, valued employee of his had died and he wasn't able to save her. Yeah, yeah. Skipping over the fact that he was screwing her and left her to die to save his own ass. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they painted him as the poor victim because he survived and had to live with it. Yes, I think I you're think, right. I think the person more deserving of sympathy is the dead woman in the car. I really think she I deserves need, more I sympathy need, than I need to look at up Kennedy. and see if there were civil suits filed. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. This this would this was what sixty. I would be interested to see if they had to pay out a lot of money. I'll bet you anything. Yeah. I know it, the civil suit wasn't as elaborate as it is yeah. now, but yeah. I'll bet you there was something filed. There would have had to have been. No one would have just sat there and said, "Well, okay, well." Yeah, you uh, would. That's what she gets. That's playing with fire. Yeah. Look at Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's just what happens when you sleep with a Kennedy. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Creepy, what happens when you uh, sleep with a Kennedy? You fucking die. <laughs> All right, now get out of here. Usually in bad ways. Oh, yeah, you fucks. <laughs> Wait till you hear my thing on you. Uh, uh, Mr. Creepy has... Um, I heard word that he has um, He has a segment about small podcasters. Mm. Yeah, and he kind of rails on us or people like us maybe not us but people like us i guess i guess we can handle it we can we can yeah, take it you know what that's that's we, cool for dishing it out we should be able to yeah, take it yeah mr creepy <laughs> kind of thought it'd be funny to point out our inadequacies because we're so busy making <laughs> yes. fun of everyone else <laughs> but we're perfect I there's think nothing a, wrong with us i think there's a nice diaper comment last week that set him off Ooh, yeah. yeah he didn't like that mm. yeah we should but we should have gave him batteries for his dildos yeah yeah so, I guess, I guess we've done our share. We kind of deserve it. Yeah, yeah. We do poke that bear quite a bit. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got one for you. Sure. All right. There was this uh, scammers over in India. They set up a fake cricket league. Hmm. The reason they set up this fake cricket league was for online betting. Hmm. They stole a bunch of money from people. Oh, wow. Yes. A gang set up a fake cricket league. Um, it is called the Indian Premier League. It is a tournament with uh, with um, farm laborers acting as players. Oh wow! It, and it was duping Russian punters. Punters are ones that bet. Mm-hmm. You know, they have extra money, extra capital. And um, anyhow, this is like reminiscent of the 1973 film The Sting. If you ever saw that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They might have been where they got the idea from. Who knows? Could be. So the so-called Indian Cricket League reached the quarterfinal stage before uh, the racket was busted by police in India. Mm -hmm. So they got all through this whole, these fake, these are the same people, the way it sounds, putting on different uniforms and playing each other. (laughs) And then wherever the money was going, that's where they went against. Yep. The tournament began uh, three weeks after the actual um, IPO, the IPL, the, the Indian Premier League, the actual real league, concluded. Mm. So this uh, sounds like the USFL kind of. Like yeah. the USFL was like, okay, after the Super Bowl, remember one month after, 
we're going to be uh, in business, so start watching us one month after. And that's what these people did. Yeah. After their league uh, was over and the, and the champion was uh, king, crowned, whatever. Yeah. Then all of a sudden they came along and said, hey, if you really like this, we got a new league. Yeah, more. More soccer and more cricket. The gang leased a remote farm in western state of Galavant or whatever. It's Galajant or whatever it is. I think it's Galjant. Galjarant. John, I can't read my writing. I apologize. <laughs> I was half asleep when I wrote this. Uh, anyhow. It starts with a G and it's in India. Yes. There we go. That place. <laughs> they installed a cricket pitch complete with boundary lines and halogen lamps. They also set up high-resolution cameras with, compu- with computer-generated graphics to display scores and on the live streaming screen. They went all out. Yes, they did. They wanted to sell it. The uh, the gang hired laborers and unemployed young people to play the roles. All were paid um, a certain amount of money to complete the season and play like cricket players and all yeah. that. Players took turn wearing different jer- jerseys. Uh, the two ones that were uh, in the quarterfinals were the Super Kings and the Mumbai Indians. Uh-huh. So I guess they called themselves selves. Mumbai yeah. Mumbai Indians, yeah. Hey, it's yeah. us. Yeah. I guess it'd be like if uh, the American team called themselves the Americans. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so interesting. Crowd noise and sound effects were uh, downloaded from the internet. I've got the New York Yankees. They called themselves Yankees. Okay, there we go. Same thing. So they were the uh, Mumbai Indians. Russian punters were uh, lured to betting um, their rubles on this uh, fake channel. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, it's a real channel with these fake games. Yeah. a quarterfinal match was going on in the middle of it when police were tipped off by a call. So who mm. knows? Maybe it's someone that was scammed and they uncovered it, or someone that's disgruntled. The schemers got away with more than four hundred thousand in rubles. Mm. So whatever rubles are worth, whatever the exchange rate is, yeah, yeah. rubles are pretty much what Russian dollars, I guess. Yeah. So they got you know a little bit under a half million if it was American. Wow. I, I just don't know how they made so much money off of it because to set up that elaborate scheme, it would have taken a lot of money, wouldn't it? Yeah. But if they're going to be letting people bet and then steal all their bet yeah. money, then they probably ripped off some of the people they had working for them, too. You know, if you go to work for thieves, don't be surprised when they rip you off. Yeah. Yeah, true. True. So, you know, half the people helping them act out the scam were probably stiffed as well. <laughs> probably. And that's how they made their money, is the people yeah. were helping them with the scam. They just dusted, and that was yeah. it. So, yeah, mm. I, thought, I thought that was a pretty interesting little story. And uh, It is amazing how, with, with all the people spending time and money about you know, security and life lock this and, and credit check that, but... Then somebody says, "Hey, put some money on this game," and they just like they just they're ready to hand over thousands of dollars to someone they don't know, and then hope that they get it back on the back end. It's like, yeah. really? You you're, know what? You're, you're right. that these much of a sucker. People, these same people hire LifeLock to keep their stuff secure, and then they do that. You're yes. Right. And then some app pops on their phone, and they're like, "Yeah, I'll send you fifty bucks." <laughs> Fucking moron. That sounds like a great deal. <laughs> So, you know, there, there's the expression is you can't cheat an honest man. 
and to a large This is Mr. Creepy, and it's time for another edition of Mr. Creepy Thinks. Well, today Mr. Creepy thinks small podcasters are fucking idiots and need to just hang it up. We know who we're talking about, too. What a disaster. Number one, Alex Jones was a podcaster. Number two, two out-of-gas idiots were the fan base of ten, and the other three were Googlebots. Number three, most successful podcasters have a regular radio show. What do these two fucks have? They have absolutely nothing. They got not shit except this, and they barely have this. Number four, podcasters have an advertising budget. This does not include a Facebook group or Mark constantly posting about this stupid fucking show and with a couple of lame fucking jokes reposted from some stupid website. I'm getting so sick of this fuck, I'm about ready to go over there and beat him to death with a bag of fucking hammers. Number five, I've listened to more talented pigeons that sound much better and make much more sense. And I ain't kidding, folks. Number six, just because you went out and bought a mic and a set of car phones does not mean one of the Fox is coming and beating down your fucking door. The only people going to be beating down your fucking door are people who are getting tired of listening to that shit that's bleeding on out into the streets. You fucks seriously need to reconsider about maybe letting everybody think it's a joke or they're just moving on with life. That's about the only thing I got. This is Mr. Creepy. And quite frankly, I'm tired of talking about these two idiots. I'll see you fucks later. Mr. Creepy, out. Degree that's true. Yeah, there are special ones where, let's say, where, where one that, that that isn't true is, let's say a guy has a, a bad roof. Yeah. And he has five roofers come over, mm-hmm. give him a bid. And this honest guy, he goes online and he's like, okay, Billy Jean's roofing, okay, they got a five star. Harold's roofing, they got a five star. Uh, Billy Bob's roofing, got a four star, but they're quite a bit cheaper. And then they read up on these and go, well, it sounds like just one disgruntled guy. Yeah. Okay. So he hires, uh, what one did I say, Billy Bob's or whatever? Yeah, okay. something like that. So he hires Billy Bob's <laughs> and uh, he gets screwed over. He gives them the deposit. The guy comes over, all right, okay, I'm going to have my crews out here Wednesday. Nobody shows up. Three, three months later, nobody shows up. He calls Action 4 or whatever. And he's like, hey, man, that would be where an honest guy could get ripped off. Yeah. Because yeah. you trusted what you read on the internet. There wasn't anything that bad. There might be one bad review, but he was cheaper than everybody else. He looked yeah. you in the eye. He said, hey, you can call Miss Jones down the road. I did hers. And yeah, that that is definitely doable. You have to you have to create the lie, maintain the lie, sell the lie, get the person to believe the lie, which can be done. Yeah. Um, I think the this expression of you can't cheat an honest man more grows out of the fact that the better and more lucrative scams are the one where you involve the victim and he thinks he's getting it all getting over on someone too yeah like uh, the scam where two people find a big wad of cash and the one guy says you know we could turn this into the police and you know see if we get a reward or, you know, there's this friend of mine, you know, and 
he'll he'll launder the money for us, and uh, you know then you know we can change the bills out and we can split it and keep it. Uh-huh. And you get the guy to go along with it. Uh-huh. And you say, you know, hey, you know, I'll put in some of mine, you put in some of yours for good faith, and then the money disappears. And you know, the guy was was trying to get some money he didn't, he wasn't entitled to, and you sucker him in and get him to put in some of his own cash. Now that's a situation where he knows he's doing something wrong, you because yeah. he's, you know, he's found money, he's trying to steal, and you make it more interesting for him to steal it, and then you you steal from him. Yeah. That's that was kind of the basis. Is is it's a lot more effective if you get your victim to to buy in and join in and go for it because he's he wants some easy money too. Yes, and then you can really build. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> because he can't go to anybody anyhow. Yeah. Once yeah. once he gets in on your scam, it's like, well, I'm dirty too. So so if I say anything, then I'm going to prison also. So yeah. I'm not saying anything, and I guess I'm just going to have to sit or need it. Yeah. But that's where you get the vigilante stuff in. The guy found dead in his yard. Yeah. Well, what happened? Well, I don't know. Then by the time they unravel it, they find out all this other stuff. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. And then that guy goes to prison. The other guy's dead, and nobody wins. And I guess, uh, well, I guess that's natural selection, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Don't do stupid shit, and stupid shit won't happen to you. Or primarily, not all. You know, there's people that get mixed up in shit accidentally, yeah. you know, whatever, wrong place, wrong time, look like somebody, whatever. But like you know, the old expression is, if you don't want to get, you know, beat up by a cop, is don't do something to get you pulled over by the cops. Yeah, you know, which. That is primarily true, but not all the way. True. Right. It's it 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 makes a point. But it also ignores a reality that exactly it presumes that cops only pull over people who are doing wrong things, which isn't true. Cops no, pull over people that they feel like pulling. Look, over. when I had long hair, yeah, I got pulled over all the fucking time. Me too. And I got harassed yeah. all the fucking time. Long hair, long hair, and a beater old car, man. Yeah, I was... yeah. They were so sure that I had dope, <laughs> or I was selling dope. They were more obsessed with selling dope. Yeah. When the funny thing is, is. Me and Davey were the two real long hairs. I mean, that had really long hair. We're like really fucking long hairs that look like we're in a band. Yeah. And we, you know, Davey can actually play. I'm not worth the fuck. But, you know, uh, the deal is, is this right here. We were the only two not doing drugs. Yeah. And these stupid ass <laughs> cops would always gravitate to us because of the way we looked. Low hanging fruit. Yeah. yeah. And we just go, look, we're not joking yet. We don't do drugs. We don't have any on us. I said, you can go. I'd do a piss test or whatever right yeah. now. So we're we, too poor we to buy the, drugs, man. <laughs> I said, we're the only two really don't do drugs, and you're fucking with us. Yeah. So, they all, oh, yeah, sure. You know. Yeah. So, I know that stuff like that does exist. And yeah. God forbid. I, I don't know what black men go through. I'm not a black man, and I don't know. You know, I know that there's a lot of examples. Mm-hmm. So, we, you know... Um, yeah, it's, imagine that. You know, if I get pulled over by a car, by a cop, it's it's irritating, inconvenient. If one of my kids gets pulled over by a cop, I pretty much presume things are going to go okay. But if you're a the, if you're a black person and have children, when they get pulled over, you got to worry of whether they're going to survive or not. You see, and that's and, not hyperbole. That's just reality. You know, and I've heard and, this from uh, several friends of mine that um, they have to have a talk. Yeah, yeah. With them, 
about how to do this. Yeah. I say, keep your hands up. And only when they're up there, this is some of what I gathered. Mm -hmm. It wasn't said to me quite like this, but this is what I gathered. Have your hands up. Don't move them until they get there. And then if your idea's in the glove box, you let them know ahead of time. Yeah. My idea's in the glove box, or I can get out of here, and you can get it yourself, mm -hmm. however you prefer to do it. You see, us being in our situation, we could never imagine doing that. Yeah. You see, it, it's a weird thing about perspective. The closest I can come was imagine if we were in like a big nest of rattlesnakes. Uh -huh. And we need to pick up our shit and get out of there without getting bitten. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the closest I can think of. But imagine having to have the talk with your kids. It's like, okay, if a cop pulls you over, you could die. Yeah. Just because. Yeah. You know, and the reality that that is really going on is something a lot of people just don't want to think about. Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't hand, I couldn't stand living in a world like that. We well, do. Live okay, in a world you do. Like it. Yeah, it's just you want to deny it. And you it don't doesn't want to look matter at whether it. you can stand it or not. It's here, and you're in it. The world doesn't give a shit what you can stand, nope. or what makes you unhappy or uncomfortable. It just is, I mean, and you can deal with it or not deal with yeah. it. Yeah. So, another thing is, is how about there's a lot of inadequacies and there's a lot of uh, stuff that's wrong and it's not a perfect system but can't we all wake up and go man we won the fucking lottery because we we're born over here yeah we have air conditioning <laughs> and can eat every day without thinking about it eat without thinking about it yeah is so taken for granted yeah and i'm not poo-pooing anybody's situation out there you know, of what we just talked about or other things. I'm not, uh, what I'm doing is going into a completely different realm here. I think that we can all wake up and go, my God, I don't have to worry about sleeping in mud and wondering where I'm going to eat or the water's polluted. Yeah, that's that's a good point. It's, it, it's good to agitate for positive change, but it's so important to be grateful and acknowledge the good things that you have and that are going on. Yes. If if not if not for the people around you, for yourself, you know, just so you're not constantly a ball of hate and, and, and angry about everything. There's someone I know very well who will only watch news programs that feed his outrage over the situations. And he, he fucking he swallows antacids by the shit tons. I of imagine it. he does. It, he'll only watch the newscasts that he agrees with. And that ramp him up and keep him hating the other side. You know, I'm not going to say which side he's on and what the other side is because it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It's the same. It, it, it is. It, it's the same. They all have the same arguments, the same motivations. It's just the colors on the flag are different. Yes. Um, and the, the initials of your party are different. It's, it, that's anyway. But he spends all of his time getting worked up and angry and outraged. And I think, when do you enjoy life? When do you ever enjoy well, life? Well, that's just it. That's just it. I don't think that person does enjoy life. Yeah. Because they don't wake up. It's a shame. And go, my God, like this morning I woke up, went out to the patio with my cup of coffee and said, mm -hmm. my God, that wind feels great. It's so refreshing. Mm -hmm. Just take the little joys. Yeah. You know, just accept them and be thankful for them, be grateful for them. It doesn't mean that you're, you know, selling out or giving in. You can still be upset about the wrong things going on, but enjoy the good things. There's a little rewards during the day, and they, they keep you from being, you know, a, a cranky old ranting idiot like I tend to get sometimes. <laughs> I think we all do, Christopher. I think yeah. we all do. 
So, you know, um, here's something cool that happened to me this morning that I really enjoyed. Um, so, um, I, my normal days off are uh, Monday and Tuesday where I work. Mm-hmm. Now, as you all noticed, I don't mention where I work. I don't mention where I used to work and those fuck nuts because they are <laughs> they are imploding and I will get a front row seat because that's the way this works. I don't mind I, mentioning that I used to work for the Postal Service. It's, it's an old dinosaur that's about to collapse and die anyway, so who cares? Me, me I'm, not af- <laughs> I'm not afraid of these fucks at all, yeah. and I could mention their name, but why? Yeah. I know they listen. I've heard people tell me that they don't like you saying this and that, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And they know that I hate them, and they know I'm doing much better without them, and that's good enough. I don't yeah. need to mention them. To say their name gives them some sort of power. Yeah. Okay, so uh, uh, anyhow, uh, where I work, I don't mention it, but I, I have, um, and I love it where I'm at now. It's a great place. They take care of their people. Yeah, sounds it, like it. It couldn't have happened any better, although the old place had... Um, um, devious, they, they were very underhanded and devious yeah. and conniving and calculated about how they let me go. Yeah. And um, and uh, anyhow, that's okay because they're getting it all back in their face and that's yeah. fine. <laughs> uh, but I have uh, Mondays and Tuesdays off. So they started here recently, they started switching them around, but I didn't know this because our schedule works. Um, Two weeks in advance. Oh, yeah. So the week you're working on, you know, you, you, you have Monday, Tuesday off. Then the next week, Monday, Tuesday off. So uh, Val and I's anniversary is coming up the 20th. Nice. So my closest Monday and Tuesday that was the 22nd. I didn't want to take any time off because we're going to Colorado uh, late in September. And mm. that's with my vacation time. I already have it booked. Yeah. So, um, so I had to work this in without getting any vacation time. And there's a lot of stuff that I want to do next year, assuming COVID's finally over with yeah. and the monkey balls or whatever the fuck it is isn't all random yep. or whatever. So, assuming we can travel to Canada and other places, we have stuff scheduled for next year that isn't in stone. So, yeah. I'm trying to save my accumulated time off. Yeah. So, I had two days to work with. and Monday and Tuesday. So, I booked this place called Flatiron uh, Suites in Eureka Springs, Arkansas for um, that um, Monday mm-hmm. Monday afternoon, evening, night. Then we come back the next day, late the next day, yeah. and I have to work until uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Well, they change the schedule on me, and I have Friday and Saturday off on that certain week. Oops. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so Flatiron Suites didn't have to honor this because they're busy, and there's only four of them. Yeah. Now, they own other hotels in town and everything, but they're really good about how they do this. I called up there and explained to them. We we booked them last year before. We booked a New Orleans hotel, which is also, the, it's the same owner. Mm-hmm. We love the New Orleans hotel in Eureka Springs also. It's a very nice place. But Flatiron Suites is our favorite because we never knew it was there all the years we're going there. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to just find it one day, just in the directory of stuff. I'm like, what is this? Flatiron Suites. So I click on it. And it's actual suites in a flat iron building. Do you know what a flat iron building is? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So a flat, how would you describe it? It's kind of a uh, it's triangular not, type yeah. of... Yeah. It, it's not the typical rectangular shape. It's it's more... It's like a wedge almost. Yes. Yeah, it's a wedge building that starts out two streets on a very two very steep hills yeah. in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. So these are above there. Below is coffee shops and shirt shops and stuff like that. But, but above 
are two levels of suites instead of there being apartments or condos or whatever or a hotel they're actual suites that they rent out nice. and I found this by accident and um, I called down there and booked it for last year and, and uh, we got in there and it's just it, it's a perfect place because it overlooks the Basin Park which has a musical acts there all weekend Mm-hmm. And it's free. I mean, but it'd really be free for us even if they charge because the balconies overlook them. Oh, yeah. And it overlooks the Basin Park Hotel and the main part of town. It's really neat. I like to sit up there and smoke a cigar and just watch people do, you know, whatever. Yeah. So uh, I booked the wrong people day watch. because <laughs> they moved my days off. Yeah. So I called down there this morning and, uh, and I'm like, man, my days got switched. I normally have Monday and Tuesday off, mm-hmm. so uh, I, you know, is there any way you can move me? Lady said, "Well, she goes uh, first off. She says if I can do it at Flatiron Suites, that's fine. If not, would it be possible to move you to another hotel that we own? And you know, and they're all nice hotels. Yeah. Like New Orleans is a great hotel. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, New Orleans or something like that would work too. I would prefer to be in the suites. She goes, well, oh, we have the penthouse suite available." Nice. <laughs> Move me for free to the penthouse suite. Nice. That's the one we were wanting anyhow. Yeah, yeah. And Anytime the, the word penthouse comes in, you're just yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's next level up. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's on the third floor instead of the second floor, and it takes up over half of the third floor wow. of their area. So that was a great thing that just happened out of nowhere. And I was like, wow, yeah. this is fantastic. Well, I was out there sipping my coffee with a nice wind blowing in my hair and I was enjoying life. All of a sudden, I get a little pat on the ass going, hey, how about this? So, that was cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then take those moments and, and enjoy them and cherish them. Absolutely. Know? Pay more attention to those than, you know, the jerk who took your parking spot or the guy who dissed you at work or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. We need Listen a hug these... break. Hang on. Yeah. No. <laughs> So, anyhow, no, this is so true, and all of this is very true, and, you know, we felt ourselves going negative on this before, and truth be known is, that's why I took down some of my uh, solo stuff, is because I did go negative on some of them, and I can't believe yeah. that I did. I was like, you know what, I, no, that's not what I'm about. Yeah, there's there's some stuff that we have, you know, still recorded, yet not released, where and I things agree. take too much of a dark turn and get too angry. I agree with you on that, too, because I got to thinking about what it is that you didn't release. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you're right. You're right. It should not be released, or yeah. at least picked apart. Yeah. Yeah, put in perspective, you know, because yeah. we're... Uh, we never, we never promised that we were going to release absolutely everything with no cuts and no deletions and no editing. You know, there is some self-serving at, uh, part of this, but you know, we call ourselves two douchebags, and we don't mind being douchebags, but we don't want to be evil, angry, bitter douchebags because yes. that's just not fun. Yes. So, and, and I also have a question. <laughs> I have an answer to this question for a long time now. Two douchebags and a microphone.net is our web space. Yes. It is not up yet, but our telephone number and our email will both be on there. So it's not up yet. I'm not sure when it's going to be up because I got to get pictures of us. I got to get uh, cartoon caricatures of mm-hmm. us. There's a lot of stuff that's involved that I have to put up. Yeah. Uh, let alone figuring out how to put these MP3 files up there in yeah. order and all that. So. 
um, this is all going on at, and it's going on at our pace because I, I have a job and I just I only have so many hours I just moved my mom in and also I'm trying to sell a house yeah of my mom's busy times yeah it's kind of busy time as a matter of fact I didn't think I was going to get another podcast in for way longer than what it was yeah and yeah and I'm very happy that we're able to do this again yes um, but we're also going to have room to host other people's podcasts yeah uh, so that's that's an option like I said before on one of what one of them I took down is this right here Watch where we're going. We're going to do some really cool things. Yeah, yeah. We're really aiming that way. I'm trying to keep my cussing down to minimum. I'm trying to keep it, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, cussing is a part of me. When I'm really adamant, I cuss. Yeah, and yeah. So I'm trying to keep that down just a little bit, kind of keep it a little bit, you know, a little bit more above board. Yes. So, but this two douchebags and a microphone.net, I think it's going to be very cool when it's all completed. Yeah. And it's yeah. going to be our one spot for everything. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have all sorts of, uh, and it's a good place for us to put large files, um, you know, podcasts, music files, videos, all sorts of things that are, you know, difficult and, and, and uh, not, not that reliable to try to text people or email people. So yeah. it's a place to put things where people can go and, and add their own content when, when you know, we get them on there or they can download lots of different various content so it's really going to open up possibilities which is yeah. great oh and by the way the burner phone that i got for our um for our phone number that phone number is already gone because i forgot to renew it oh okay yeah so scratch that out i got to get another one as soon as i get another <laughs> one it will be on this said I just and the other email that we had set up, I forgot where I don't know where I wrote it down at, so that's gone too. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so you see, forget we need everything. It. Everything will be on the website where we can't forget it. Yeah, hopefully we need to get some like drug dealers involved who are used to you know burner phones, burner phones and, and all that. And yeah. Well, I didn't know how well the phone was going to turn out, you know, yeah. because I wanted something that we could answer live on air. So it is a is a decent phone, but it wasn't top of the line. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it was like so much of an afterthought with everything else going on with the house and my mom and all that. Yeah. That I forgot to renew it. <laughs> I it, didn't even know you because, had to renew it. <laughs> no, well, I had to renew it because I was seeing how well it was working out, seeing if I didn't have to get another phone or yeah. go to another service. And which I still don't know if it'll work out because we still haven't had someone call us on air with the phone. True. Which is coming up. We're going to have someone call us and we'll see how well it works. It'll be a little experiment to see how well it works. Yeah. Or maybe we'll do it at home and just, you know, capture it and see if it goes over very well. Yeah. Like I'll call on the phone Christopher and he can answer and have it recorded. So we're working on all that and it's coming up. Now, I've got something a little bit different, unless you have something. Do you have something? That you yeah, want just, to a, just a quick thing that yeah. I've been... Um, Take as long as you want. I I really wish that we could get a hold of Brandon again, Deep Sky. I have his number. And okay, I will, good. Um, I have it in the desk at the new uh, Talk is Cheap Studios. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what, what prompted this was the UN has... has collectively come out with a statement declaring that the world is not run by large elite hidden conspiracies and that everything really is open and above board like the, the like everyone wants to believe 
I didn't even see this. It's just like, oh my god, them doing that illustrates to me that they're doing that. No kidding. It's it's like the coyote with feathers around his mouth saying, no, no, no one's eating any chickens here. That is what it is. Having the UN actually publicly say, no, there are no big dark conspiracies of elitists and Illuminati is like... Well, now you've just told everybody there is. They already admitted. They already admitted there's Illuminati, and I mean, there's already enough. That's just insane. I know that they would even address it. Just such such late stage denial. Yeah, you know, the, it just the makes them look about so it. stupid. I mean, you know, the UN has some some good things that it can do. It has, you know, there's some good ideas behind it, but. This is just another example of the UN stepping on its own dick and looking so stupid. Well, the reason uh, they look so stupid is because they are. Well, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm going to break down and call his number. I've been wanting to just catch him up here organically. I didn't really want to bother him. Yeah. So I'm going to give him a call and just actually I'm going to cold text him. There say, we go. hey, is this Brandon still? Then if he answers, I'm going to say, hey, this is two douchebags and microphone. Can yep. you come down this Monday? I'll, I'll offer him a little bit of money, although I don't think he is money-oriented at no. all. No, but if he needs gas money or something, or yeah. we can buy him coffee. We'll buy him he coffee. may have moved back to California because he said he was talking about it, but we can we can get him on on the phone if that's the case. It's not as not as good as having him here in person to interact with. But No, but I'd love to talk him on the phone, too. Yeah. I mean, if that's yeah. the way we have to do it, that's fine with me. Sure. So I'm going to cold text him maybe later on today. Yeah. And hopefully we get an answer because I would love, love to have him back on. Yeah. And I didn't even know about the UN thing. I just think that he is a very fascinating person. Yeah. <laughs> he is so, like you said before, he's so organized. Yeah. And every thought process that he has is intelligent and organized. And anything you can ask him, he has an immediate response and mm-hmm. knows about it. That right there to me is amazing his knowledge base of right. all of these issues it, it's a passion it's it's he's organized he's intelligent it's something he cares about and yeah it's there's no doubt that this guy cares and worries and and knows this yeah. thing in and out and some of it may be spot on some of it is completely off the mark i'm sure yeah. like everything yeah no one can be right about everything no Especially nope. us. Especially us, yeah. <laughs> the one thing we're right about is Brandon is a great character. We yeah. want him back, and uh, we'll see what we can do to get him back. I'm, I'm just looking forward to the day when the U.N. comes out with a statement telling us that you know, there are no such things as UFOs, and it's all just weather balloons and swamp gas reflecting off Venus. Didn't they already do that? That wasn't the U.N. <laughs> okay, forget it. That wasn't the U.N. I think that was our government that did yes. that, which tells me right there it's the opposite. Breaking news. Yeah. UN declares the Earth really is flat after all. There's no roundness anywhere. It was just uh, George Carlin, one of the funniest bits. Well, actually, I don't know how funny it was. It was just true and entertaining. Yeah. He said he has uh, certain rules in life, and number one is never believe anything the government tells him. Absolutely. Yeah. Got to go with that one. And if the government lets you do it, then it doesn't matter. Well, Mark Twain said that on voting. He said, yeah. if voting really mattered, the government would let you do it. Mm-mm. He was right. No. It's, voting seems like something they let us do to keep us occupied, like jangling keys in front of a baby. 
while the real stuff happens elsewhere. Yeah, but we get to pretend that we have a difference. You know, we made a difference. Oh, I voted. I made a difference. But your vote disappears into this giant corporate machine, and, and I'm you not really so think it gets counted and actually goes to the person you're voting for, or do you think someone just says this person's winning this year? Yeah, I, I do believe more and more that a certain, at least a certain amount of it is rigged. Yeah, if not all of it now. And you know, I don't, I don't believe the results of any football game anymore. Because it does make you wonder. The, the, the NFL officials have already gone on record as saying they will make fake and bogus calls to even out a game if there's been a bad call earlier. So they're on record saying it's they will make fake calls. It's never been more apparent in the calls. last two years in football. Know, yeah. We're watching football so closely and watching other teams that are competitors so closely. It has never been more apparent in my life that they have a bad game miraculously the next important game they play all the plays go to the one that were uh, was yeah. screwed before I mean a great example is our own beloved Kansas City Chiefs mm-hmm. you know they uh, the game against Buffalo they had several calls that went their way then the game against Cincinnati they had several calls that went against them yeah. so if nothing else it was at least swaying the game to go one way or another yeah so they they determined, I do believe, that well, you know, people love Mahomes but not as much as they did. We got this young and come up Burroughs. People yep. like Josh Allen, you know, I think they're kind of conflicted about who was gonna be the suede heir apparent. Yeah, you know? the next the next big guy, big star that they can make a big deal out of. Yeah. You know, there's there's a whole lot of people, writers in the NFL, who are just chomping at the bit waiting for Brady to retire and get the hell out because all of his stories have been told yet he's still there and they kind of you know they've built him up into some big deal so they got to keep talking about it but there's no new information there and people are starting to get really bored with Tom Brady so the NFL media is like, good God, let's get this guy out of here so we can get the next guy in there and make so a big deal out of so him. They fucking hired him. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, that, I think Brady is going to be, uh, at a certain point, they're going to stop giving Brady his his celebrity calls during the game well, because the word will come down, let's get Brady the hell out of here. He's old, he's tired, he's done. We need somebody else in his place who's young and fresh. So let's encourage this guy to retire. Another thing is I almost feel, and I could be completely off the mark on this, but I almost feel that Seattle was made to trade Russell Wilson to make the super muscle division. That would make sense, yeah. You know, the, the, I think Seattle will get some compensation on the back end that we don't know about. Yes. To make the AFC West this big monster division, because that just doesn't naturally organically happen. No, they're they're counting on uh, the Patriots being the perennials that they were with Mac Jones, and then they have the Bills over there, Baltimore. You know, they have certain teams. I think that they wanted to build up the uh, West because everybody in the West, except for the Broncos, has their quarterback. Yeah. They have their receivers. The only ones that did not were the Broncos. Broncos. Then suddenly, what do they do? They get their quarterback. Mm -hmm. They have a defense. They have receivers. So suddenly, they have this muscle league that if they ever need a go-to game on these flex games, they just look to the West and go, well, who's who's all playing over there in the West? Oh, Kansas City and uh, and, uh, Cincinnati? 
that goes to the flex. Yep. And and the added benefit of being the AFC West is we get a lot of games that are on at three o'clock because of the West Coast. Yeah, I love that too. So so it's easier to flex that later game to to the one they want, or even turn it into the nighttime game. Well, th- yeah, that's what I meant by flexes. Yeah, uh, the nighttime, the Sunday night game, the flex. Yeah, they, they were just like, but they do. Well, I thought do you were it, talking they, about like they you know do do it they were going to give this game the national, but all of a sudden the Chiefs game or the Raiders game is now the national broadcast. Yeah, the, the they interest can do that in too. Our three o'clock or three twenty game is is more people are watching yeah. on the West Coast because they already woke up, they already went to church or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're already back, and they got their Doritos and, and their they don't give a hotel. crap about the Giants versus the Cowboys anymore. No. They want to see the Raiders and the Chargers slugging it out and hurting each other. Yeah, they want to see two premier quarterbacks going at it. Yeah. You know, and Derek Carr with Devontae Adams is suddenly a premier quarterback. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that the, the, uh, the uh, AFC West was intentionally muscled up for this. Yeah, I can see that. They have a flex game every week if they need it. Yeah. Yeah, the Chiefs this year have three Sunday night games, a Thursday, a Monday night. It's either five or six like that, and then they also have a Saturday game. Yeah, and it's so, going to be hard to flex the Chiefs on anything because they're there on so many. Yeah, yeah. So you have the, the other three division that, mm-hmm. you know, San Diego – or not San Diego, I guess it's L.A. Yeah, they're L.A. L.A. Now. LA. Yeah. I keep saying San Diego. Yeah. You know, you got L.A., you have the Broncos, and you have the Raiders. And the Raiders made the uh, playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. So, you know. The Chargers have, just kind of missed because they fell apart. The Chargers I'm on the fence about because there's a little bit of bid there done that. Yeah. Well, the Raiders tasted the postseason, although they got blown away. They tasted the postseason. They want more. Yeah, yeah, they, they have something to build on. Yeah. Well, the Chargers have never been there with uh, with their boy. Yeah. Russell Wilson has been there. Mm-hmm. He's won one. And he's won one. Yep. So he already has that on his belt, so I'm not so sure, like, everybody's darling the Chargers with uh, Herbert. Herbert. Yeah, with Justin Herbert. I'm not so sure that that is the sexy pick or should be the sexy pick. I, I can see they want it to be because it's Los Angeles. And it's but, a young quarterback, zip-faced yeah. young guy. And then, you know, the nice oh, golly, bright team colors. You, yeah. know, the, you know, kind of society-friendly team colors and logo. Yeah. So yeah, they, they kind of want the rate the Chargers to be the next big thing, but if it ain't happening, it ain't happening. It hasn't happened so far. So uh, right now, to me, I pick them as the least favorite yeah. to be first or second. Jill, because I, everybody else in some facet been there done that. Devontae yeah. Adams been there done that. I, I think we were fortunate to have watched – American professional football during the 70s and the 80s and the 90s when you know you could get big dynasty teams and you know the team identity was a big thing that's kind of how it started you know your local team was the big deal because there wasn't all that much mass media back in the 70s no internet um, so your local team was it pretty much for you you yeah. always knew about your local team so the focus was loyalty to your local team. 
Yes. Then they started getting the big TV contracts, radio well, The Cowboys broadcasts. and the Raiders were the first two to get the huge contracts. Yes. Yeah. And the Cowboys called themselves America's team. And then the, the, let's see, which one of the networks calls their game American America's Game of the Week, just because they've decided to call it that. Yeah, but, that's NBC's Sunday Night yeah. Football. But it started becoming more about the whole sport, not just your local team. But you were encouraged to start rooting for other teams and other players. Well, it started with Football Night in America when they opened that up and they have yeah. all these uh, uh, former players, analysis. Uh-huh. And, um, uh, it kind of it focused in on every team and focused in on their mm-hmm. Learn about every their team. inadequacies, their yeah. strengths, their weaknesses. And they started going in-depth profiles, and then they have people like Tony Dungy breaking it down. Yeah. And going, well, you know, the, the problem with this is whenever they run this play, this leaves the weak side over on the right side. And mm-hmm. what teams have been doing is they've been going to the right side. You know, he breaks down these plays yeah. and explains exactly what went wrong and why. And he'll even say, this is your weak side here. Yeah. And they're, you watch know, they the free safety and see where he moves, I and that'll tell you where the play. Yeah, yeah, that kind of and thing. And when you watch it, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, they they were ready for this, uh-huh. and they got it. Makes they you realize it. how much you've been missing just watching the guys run around the field. You yeah, know? when you have someone like Dungy, and then Collinsworth, a lot of people don't like him. I love him. He's that smart. Guy, he knows what he's talking he about. He does. Yeah. And he breaks the game down better than Romo ever thought of because he's a little bit more intelligent about how he breaks it down. More analytical. He's, yes. He, he can, Collinsworth keeps his eye on... The point he's trying to make, whereas Collinsworth just blurts out the next thing that comes or to Romo. him. Yeah, Romo. Romo just blurts out the next thing that comes to him. But Collinsworth is like, "Here's the point I'm trying to make, and here's how I'm getting it." Well, Collinsworth's a lawyer, so he knows how yeah, to make a verbal argument. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's a great point. Yeah, I never even thought about that. Yeah. So he knows how to articulate. Um, yep. Romo also, to me. Seems like he's trying to prove to people how much he knows about the game. Oh, yeah. So he's constantly There's big in inferiority of, complex there. Yeah. He's, I, I mean, even worse than that little fucking worm, uh, um, uh, Joe Buck. Oh, yeah. 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 Joe Buck. That little fuck. Oh, man. That Joe Buck bitch. thinks his, his shit should be a cologne. I'm going to shake him down and make him wear a dress and sing <laughs> I'm a little teapot. <laughs> well, what, what I was working towards here about the NFL is... I've seen how over the decades it has gone from you know your home team do or die to oh well let's let's embrace the whole league and I think it's going towards teams don't matter so much anymore. Let's get involved in the individual players. You know that's that's the big thing with fantasy football is get you involved with other teams and how they're doing because you have players on their teams. So now you're caring about individual players, not so much the Niners or the Bears or the Eagles or whatever. It's like, well, I don't care about the Eagles. I just care about these receivers and that running back and those quarterbacks. I'm going to watch any game they're in. Yeah. And that that makes for much better marketing because we, whereas before you had a whole city where people's like, if the Chiefs ain't on, I'm not watching football. But now it's, I don't care who's on, I'm going to watch and see how my fantasy players are doing, or I've got a bet on this one over here. And, and they've, they've made it so your hometown loyalty can still be celebrated, and they'll still sell you jerseys. But at the same time, they want you to spend money on the whole league. Well, you see, and I have a go-to team in the national in the, in the uh, National Football Conference too. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a go-to team over there 
I have teams that I favor because of the matchup for Kansas City. Yeah. And also the game. Yeah. A lot of people are like, I don't want to face Buffalo again. I go, I do. Yeah. Because we're either good enough or we're not. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that. Yeah, Allen definitely. and Mahomes, those guys are already legendary on their on their uh, face-offs and their last-minute heroics. I mean, and, you know, Allen just cannot get over that hump yet, but he will. He will, yeah. Yeah, and we're going to feel like shit here, but it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. It always does. The guy's too good to keep down. When I was talking to my brother yesterday, we mentioned football, and he said, you know, he was never a big football fan, but he would watch games and he would keep track and they'll see how the Chiefs were doing. But he said when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, his interest in football just disappeared like popped a balloon. It's like that's what he was waiting for. And now that he's seen that, he just doesn't care anymore. And I realized to a, to a lesser degree, I'm that way. You know, I would watch all the Chiefs games. I would sweat about them. I would worry about the personnel and the trades and stuff. Now that the Chiefs have won the Super Bowl, I'm just not as as, as concerned anymore. I'll turn off the game if it's bad. Or if I miss a game, it's like, yeah, I'll watch it off the DVR later. So it's it, it really has changed the way I feel about the hometown team. Um, I'm... I'm sure the league would like us to translate that into now I care about the whole league and I want to watch everybody, but now it's I'll watch the Chiefs game and when it's done, I turn off football. Even though there are two more even though there are two more games on. Uh It's like, eh, I've seen enough football for today, I want to do something else. So but then again I'm not their target target demographic either. So they don't really care if I spend money on their product. Yep. It just it just football just doesn't seem all that important. I enjoy the games. I'll still watch the games, but if there's something else to do, I'm not in any big dilemma. Oh, but I want to watch. The- yeah, I'll record the game, or maybe I'll just hear about it later. But it's just not that important to me anymore because the Chiefs won, and I think the people in charge of keeping the money stream going for the NFL realize that. So that's why they're trying to make people care about all teams and multiple players and you know matchups and, and it, it it really opened the door when you could start gambling on any game you wanted openly because that makes the, even the crappy games interesting you know you get like Miami versus Houston you know what a snooze fest that's going to be but if you've got points on the over under then maybe you'll watch it so yep. No, and that is one of the biggest things about, like, I was talking, you know, what, a couple of podcasts ago about sports betting. Mm -hmm. You know, that's one of the things about Kansas really nailed it on is because the interest is going to be so much higher in Kansas now, whether they're people from Missouri or not. I mean, it's eventually going to get to where the thought about moving the Chiefs can be entertained. Yeah, because you can follow them for wherever. So, Yeah. yeah. And the live experience, you know, being at the stadium and seeing the game used to be, like, the big things. Like, you know, that's where we start. We got to – it's not such a big deal anymore. And you'll notice stadiums are getting smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be 100,000 was kind of the goal there, you know, 100,000 seats. Arrowhead Stadium has shrunk. It used to be over slightly over 78,000 seats. I yeah. think it's its maximum capacity. It's down closer to 70 now, or maybe under And you know what the excuse is, which is not true? 
They said they wanted to make more luxury boxes. Uh-huh. No, that's not true. That's not no. it. No. No, they did. They would rather people buy it on TV when you have to thoroughly buy it, which is the way that they're going. Yeah. It's going to be like a pay-per-play deal, kind of like Amazon does on some yeah. stuff now. It's like, oh, you want this? Okay, five ninety-nine or one ninety-nine uh-huh. or whatever. You want this certain episode? Sure. Buck ninety-nine. Yep. You can you can watch it once for buck ninety-nine, or you can buy it for two ninety-nine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've seen ads for NFL Plus. You know, I've, I've noticed that anytime there's a streaming service, they put they put a plus sign at the end. You know, Peacock Plus, NBC Plus, oh, yeah, you're Discovery right. yeah. Plus. Yep. Now it's in. Now it's NFL Plus, mm-hmm. and it's it's basically their streaming service, and you can just stream whatever game you want to watch onto your phone. Yes. So you don't have to sit at home with a TV and buy the NFL package. It's just pay your monthly subscription and then say, well, this week I will watch that game. And they say, okay, that one's three bucks. And you're like, okay. And you just watch it. And you still, I'm, you're still going to get advertisements. I mean, yes. Don't think because you're subscribing to the streaming service that it means it's ad-free. It's not. There will be ads galore. So and what are you going to do about it? You want uh-huh. the product. Yep. So you're just going to put up with it. It's yep. like, yeah. Well, at least they're not doing full-out ads. They're just doing, like, two every half hour. Uh-huh. But still, it's ads. Yep. It reminds me of uh, Sirius XM mm-hmm. on some of their uh, um, some of their extra shows, like Stern and stuff like that. Start out ad-free. And yeah. all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we're just going to throw in a couple. Uh-huh. Oh, we're just going to throw in a couple more. Then now, it's not that far different than your uh, regular two per hour commercial breaks that are like fucking seven minutes long or yeah. ten minutes long or whatever. That's what I used I used to listen to uh, 8, 10 a.m. at yeah, work yeah. a lot. Me too. Uh, yeah. Um, WHB. But, but what you could count on is that five minutes till the hour the, the host would stop talking and you'd go into commercials mm-hmm. and they come back to, uh, to end that segment, mm-hmm. and then they would go to commercials to begin the next segment. They have commercials, station ID, more commercials, news, more commercials, traffic, more commercials, station ID. It would take until five after. There's a ten-minute yeah. block yes. where you're getting zero programming. And that's how come when I heard them start going to break on that final, mm-hmm. I'd turn it. Yep. I'd be like, nope going to go somewhere else where yeah. they're actually doing something. Yeah. And I try to do that on TV as well, commercial TV, but they coordinate their commercial breaks. Yeah. So when one one network is going on a commercial break, so is the other one. Yeah. So now, you can change channels, but you're just watching a different commercial. The thing is, the thing I can say about this, though, is is uh, when it was Keatsman, I like both shows. I like Petro, and, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I like Keatsman both. They're both very different in their delivery and what they... And, what and they, how they say, approach the content, things, yeah. their approach. I think even probably down to their political preference, yeah. they're completely different, which is fine. That's America. Mm-hmm. But Keatsman had a way of keeping people on the line with something or another, which, like I said, I, I like Petro's show a lot too. He's mm-hmm. great. He's fantastic. But um, Keatsman used to keep me going back as soon as I could because yeah. he, I, I noticed that after it, he left. Mm-hmm. You know, um, after that whole debacle and all that. Yeah. So after he left, I noticed that. It was like, wait a minute. That little element's gone now. Yeah. Where yeah. he'd have some little jam or nugget that he was going to explain to you after. 
the next commercial break. Yeah. And I realized that it kept me coming back. I'm like, okay. He did it well, yeah. Yeah, he was very well. I like his podcast, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, Whitlock was obnoxious. Jason Whitlock. That was his whole ammo. He yeah. really never... That was he, the character he played. Yeah, he's a talented yeah. writer, but like so many people, because they write, they don't assume a personality, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, yeah. me, I suck at writing, so I have a personality, you know? <laughs> yeah, and then the writer wants, you know, they, they, they write it over and over, they finally craft it, they rehearse it. You can't do that in a live conversation as easily. So yes. you fall apart. Um, Tim Grunhart was also um, lo- on local radio, and he played the role of the dumb jock. And he did it really well because he really isn't. I've no, heard him on other uh, things. He's very yeah. well spoken. When he when he became an assistant coach at KU, they told him, you know, okay, clean up your dumb jock act because now you represent KU. Yeah, this isn't radio. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, yeah, when he was doing his dumb jock act, he would mispronounce words intentionally. He, he, would, he, couldn't, he claimed to not be able to say Roethlisberger. He called him Ben Rossumberger. And then he'd giggle and say, oh, I can't say his name. That's the closest I came is Rossumberger. I'll be damned. I never even realized that. Yeah. That and would be something I'd normally notice. He would intentionally misunderstand things. He would intentionally, intentionally use poor grammar, just doing the dumb jock thing. Uh-huh. Until it no longer suited him, and then he dropped the character. Yeah, because when he became a coach, he yeah. really couldn't do that anymore. Yeah, it was you more at stake. In my opinion, you can't portray that type of an atmosphere towards your uh, your players. Won't that, yeah, you. your play, no, yeah. Huh. yeah, you're supposed to come out there and have the answer to everything. Yeah, and you know, I've never gotten into Stephen St. John's program. I mean, God In bless morning, him. He's got a long. He's been a long-running guy. Boring to me. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's successful, so some people like him, but yeah. he bores me, and the people who are with him in the studio just seem to be yes men. Yes, I agree, and I feel the exact same way, and um, I always have. I tried to get into his program before, yeah, because um, I I don't know, man. I, I he seems to think he's way cooler than he is too. Yeah. It's like he's like he he wants to sit on a throne and, and make declarations, but. Half yes. the time he doesn't know what the crap he's talking about. No, I agree 100%. And he goes back to that well of his father being a boxer over and over and over. It's like, dude, let it rest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he was a caller on Keatsman's show. Oh, that's right. It was like Emmy Rock or something. He's like something. a roadie that became a rock star. Yeah. The only, <laughs> the only example of that working is JT the Brick. Yeah. He was a regular on Jim Rome's show. I remember that. JT the Brick had yeah. his, his own run. I don't even know if he still has a show or not, but he was really good, mm-hmm. except him being a Raiders fan and working for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, other than that, he he uh, originated on Rome's show, and he became so popular that he was offered a show. I forgot about that, but yeah. yeah that was. <laughs> and he was very good. I liked him. He had his own shtick, you know. He was yeah. like um, really... Uh, um, Energetic, yeah, and forceful, and upbeat, and yeah, we got a really great show tonight. We're gonna go into, you know, he, he was real smooth. And that was the weird thing about Rome. He would say something, and then he would stop, and then, like he did the dramatic eight seconds pause. would go by. He's like, uh, and you're about to reach for the dial to tune your radio, and then he starts talking again. You're like, oh, okay, there's that. He he did the let it sink in like Paul Harvey. Uh huh. Paul Harvey would make a point and stop, but he did it so quick you'd have to think about it. Yeah. 
then the famous good day. Yep. After you just you just absorbed what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Good day. And then he's out. He's like, okay, leaving yeah. you to think about it. That's why he was the greatest broadcaster ever. Even though on a previous podcast, I I went to Wolfman Jack as a default. Uh, I take that back. Paul Harvey, to me, yeah. was the best broadcaster ever. Yeah. I, you know, in his prime, Walt Modine was no slouch. Oh, he was really good in his prime, but when he got older, they really probably should have taken him off. The, oh my God, it was it was embarrassing. It I remember was. listening to his morning shows there towards the end, and the guys. Mike Murphy was another one. Yeah, but I, I and think both these people are gone. You know, they they did well and they were really good in their prime yeah. and everything, and very much respect for what they did in Kansas City. But those two in particular were allowed to roam too long. Yeah. They, they put a co-host in them with Jeannie Kaufman or Jenna Kaufman or something like that. Jenna, I think, I think I think it was, it was Jenna, Jenna Kaufman. Jenna, yeah. yeah. But she was basically there to babysit him. And um, you could tell. Yeah. You could tell. You could hear the frustration in her voice. The, like, the guests would be talking about something, and she would ask a question, and they would answer it. And then Walt would come bumbling in and basically ask a dumber version of the question she just asked. So he wasn't paying attention. Yes. Uh, or that's probably it because I took it like he had to influx his part of it. Because he's so used to yeah. being so reverent Maybe that's so what it was. Up. But yeah. it just came off as he's over there falling asleep and can't, can't remember that somebody just asked that question. I'll bet you it was more that than what I thought. Yeah. He was probably just like, wow, oh, wow, look at the bird outside. And then all of a sudden he's like, uh-huh. oh, oh, well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he asked the same question. And people would make a comment or, or, or say something to him. And, you know, it was something that required a response. But he wouldn't get it, and he would just kind of laugh and, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he okay, wouldn't, he then, wouldn't and he'd shuffle some papers. He just, like, yeah. Yeah, he didn't he know what laugh. to do, so he would just laugh and move on. And and I felt like calling the station, it's like, let that poor man retire. I yes. mean, you're beating this dead horse over and over. The poor, then you know, he was pretty destroying much blind his at legacy. the end of his life. He was pretty much blind. Yeah. And it had to have been hell for any type of prep or anything. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Since he was a king, um, now the thing I can say about 710 KCMO, yeah. they got rid of Mike Murphy when they realized he was, they had a new program director. If, if I remember correctly, if mm-hmm. I'm wrong, I apologize. But this is what it looked like to me. It, it, they came in, they revamped the station, started getting new shows in. Yeah. When they started doing the new shows and the new guy, uh, uh, the new program director came in and started reorganizing. I think they started going more right wing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they got it rid was of was fashionable my... then, so that's what they did. Yeah, yeah, it was like the Rush Limbaugh. Um, I think they might have had Hannity on. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then some other ones, like it could have been, I think they even had Alex Jones on, actually. Wow. This is back before he got really, I mean, he was always crazy, but this is before he went. And I don't know what the fuck got got so full of himself that he he convinced himself that the stuff was true or whatever the deal was. But I think they even had him on there for a while, and then the liability became too much. And yeah. Like, Man, take him off. Um, I think they had like Neil Bortz on there and stuff like that. But when they did that, when they switched over, they got rid of Mike Murphy. 
and the five people that gave a shit raised hell. Yeah. But they never did put them back on. They never did sway. Yeah, it's it gets to the point where the reputation is is just a hollow shell, and it's far bigger than the reality is anymore. Are you very familiar with Mike Murphy at all or not? Yeah, somewhat. Okay. It seemed to me like he was more interested in letting you know about all the stars that he knew and rubbed elbows with and Mm -hmm. how they loved him. Yeah. Then he was actually putting on a show at the end. It was a lot of self-promotion, a lot of name-dropping. Uh, a lot of reveling oh, yeah, in was, uh, I'm the king and I run this town and I'm the king of St. Patrick's Day and yeah, it was he was very much in love with himself. Yes, and it seemed to me like his shows became more of who he knew and what he knew than actually being a show. And every passing year, the people he knew and bragged about became less relevant. Yes. So, and then some of the people that I think it got to be where he didn't know as well as he did, he went ahead and just acted like he did. <laughs> Oops, that can bite you in the ass. Yes. <laughs> so, anyhow, that was one where they didn't let him rot. I mean, he was on there too long, but they did, the, the new guy did pull the plug on him. Yeah. And I was one of the people that was thankful. I was like, that show was unlistenable. So. Was he the one that went to St. Louis and then came back? Somebody went to St. Louis and came back because they couldn't make it there. It's like you they know, can do Kansas City, but St. Louis is just a little I, too I'm big for them. You know what? I'll, it might I'll have look been it up Max later. Floyd. I'll find out. That Max Floyd went to Chicago. Chicago, that's right. Somebody went to St. Louis oh, and then Randy came Rayleigh. back to Kansas City. But Randy Rayleigh did well in St. Louis. He went okay. back. He well, went he's there not the one I'm thinking back. about then. I may be thinking about it. Sports city. radio, uh, uh, what's his name from WHB went over there, Bob Fesco. But mm. then when he came back, he went to six ten. He didn't go to eight ten. Yeah. No, Randy Rayleigh went to uh, St. Louis. He might have came back for a while, but then he left again and went to KC. And yeah, I think he was as popular over there as he was here, from what I could tell. I know who it is. This guy on ninety eight nine, The Rock, the afternoon guy has the Church of Laszlo. Oh, that's uh, the buzz. That's right, 96.5 the buzz. Yeah, not 98.9. Oh, was but that? But yeah, 96.5 the buzz. He has, there was that guy had his afternoon show was the Church of Laszlo and he had this yeah. big long intro that was the, the fake Bible verse from Pulp Fiction. He went to Seattle. Yeah, that was it. He went to Seattle, failed miserably. Then they brought him back and, uh, and then recently, um, like, a year ago, they they um, gave him afternoon shows in like four or five big markets, and I think he's like left on two of them now, Kansas City uh. and somewhere else. But yeah, yeah, that was the Church of Laszlo, and he failed miserably. But yeah, that Pulp Fiction came out, what, in 94, 97, somewhere around there? Something like that, yeah. And he was still playing that stupid intro every day for decades. Yeah. He had no new ideas. He just didn't have an original thought left. One of the deals is, when he first came out, he was refreshing. Yeah. Because he he used to say off-the-wall shit like, the best sex ever is whenever you're done, the chick's crying in the corner. He called everybody hot pants. Hey, what's up, yeah. hot pants? He was refreshing. He was kind of like a, a simplistic stern when he first came out. He's from yeah. the East Coast. Yeah. He was really good. Now all he does is whine. 
Mm. He's kind of like Jimmy Kimmel now. You know? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, worse than death. Yeah, all you hear is a bunch of, you know, a bunch of liberal spew about this and that, which, yeah. you know, which is fine. Feel however you feel about whatever. But that's not all I want to hear. For God's sakes, bring some funny. Yeah, I mean, if it's an entertainment radio show, and that's what people are tuning in expecting, and then it turns into a political rant for your political views, yes, then that's fine if that's what you want to do, but that's not what we're tuning in for. Exactly. So yeah. that's a whole different audience, whole different set of sponsors. If you want to do that, go ahead, but... Don't bill yourself as a comedy and variety and entertainment kind of thing if all you're doing is ranting about, I hate this side and I love this side. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There are plenty and, of places to get that. Yeah, and a lot, like a lot of people, life happens and they become jaded. And with him, I think that's what happened to me. Yeah. That's the way it looks like. He got a divorce. He was married to the Fenter chick that used to do the morning show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they got divorced. And it's, even before that, it seems like maybe they're having problems in their marriage. He would, like, take it to work, and he wouldn't be funny anymore. Yeah. I liked him better before when he was a bachelor just coming to town, and he came from the East Coast, and he liked mm. fresh meat. And he's like, hell yeah, you know, that's right, hot pants. Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> and to me, he was really funny when he did that, because I used to listen to him because I was doing nights uh, at, at where I was working at, and that's my Westport days. I'd go there, you know. Yeah. Pick up the stragglers, like I said, you know. The wounded gazelles. The wounded gazelles, yeah. Over there in the front of the Walk of Shame. <laughs> we all know the Walk of Shame if you've been to Westport. It's right out there in front of the strip. Big cinder block wall. And they're all out there licking their wounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyhow, yeah, he, uh, he evolved into this all-caring liberal... And it just made the show fucking boring. Yeah. And I and I feel about this, and it may or may not be true, who knows? This is just the way I feel. I don't think he believes half of what he says. Yeah, uh, you, you really can't. Um, I think he's filling a role of what he thinks is there. It's an alternative station yeah. in Kansas City, which a lot of people don't realize it, but Kansas City proper is very liberal. Yeah. When you get outside of town, that's when you get red everywhere. Yeah, so. yeah absolutely. So, you know, there, 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 are, uh, there are people who really can develop an on-air character and believe in it and have it be vital and, and interesting and, and keep it going. And then there are others that just kind of, it's like, this is what's expected of me. Yes. And here, you know, here's what used to work and I'll keep doing that. And they don't believe it themselves. And they can't sell it to the listening public. And you're like, I can tell you're just some some old guy and you're playing a role. You, you don't sound authentic. You can tell, too. You yeah. can just listen to them and hear what they say. And, and it's, it, it's, pretty, it's pretty common. I mean, you, you'll get... I mean, you always hear about the right guy at the right time, you know, for this thing to happen, this well, show I, or whatever. Right times are coming all the time. And the right guy is always, you know, coming, too. Because they meet up just all the time. You're always getting you know, the right person at the right time. You become popular and exciting. Well, And I it mean, sounded like the guy you're talking about could never move past that. It's like, I'll just exactly. keep doing this over and over because this is working. And he doesn't realize things grow, evolve, change. But he's stuck. It's like, this worked yesterday, so I'm going to do it today. And that he, he can't go any farther than that. No longer doing the skits against local government or the Plaza Patrol and all that. But he was doing more of an uh, interview-focused 
show, mm -hmm. and he, he wasn't quite as funny as he used to be. He had his little one-liners he'd throw in and all that, mm -hmm. but he was not the funny guy all the time like he used to be. Yeah. And uh, I think, oh, Max Floyd. Mm -hmm. Max Floyd did it very well, too. He still had a good following and still had good listeners, but he was no longer the rebel, Yeah. you know, the shaking my fist at the establishment guy. Yeah. He was the establishment, but he still had an ability to make fun of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that's the way Randy Miller was, too. He was no longer the, screw those guys, they're a bunch of, you know. Yeah, you more. age out of that pretty quickly. <laughs> Life has a way of taking that out of you. Yes. All of a sudden, you're too old for people to believe you anymore. <laughs> yeah, people are like, okay, whatever. I saw your house. You look on like the my golf dad. Course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I see your Mercedes out there in front. So, yeah. I got something for you. Sure. There's foods that are sexy and unsexy, right? Agreed. Big deal. Some douche got himself a nice new microphone. Whoopee. Now he thinks he's a podcaster. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I got a list of foods that I think are sexy, and I want your feedback, and then sure. ones that are unsexy. Oh, yeah. And feel free to pile in. All right. Sexy. Strawberries. Oh, yes. I think you said when I ran this by you before, a couple weeks ago, they, they're actually phallic-looking. Yeah, yeah. A strawberry looks like the head of a penis. And a chick munching down on it would be, you know, Pretty erotic. Red, ruby red lips, you it's know. It's like yeah. watching a girl eat a corn dog. Yes. Yes. With or without mustard. Yes. Both. A little mayo on the end. A little mayo on the end. <laughs> All M&M's except peanut. That's, yeah. Yeah, but peanut M&M's are just misshapen. They look like, you know, they look like little nuggets of crap or something. Yeah. It's like that when you have a constipation, that little nugget comes out that took oh, five yeah. hours. They kind of look like that. It's like something a dung beetle rolled onto your plate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, I do have a disclaimer. Peanut M&Ms are non-binary. They're, like, not sexual. Oh, yeah. They're the Demi Lovato of the candies. Yeah, uh, yes. Of yeah, the candies. yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, they're just like, uh, we're not sure what they are. They're just there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, basically, the sexy are the M&Ms. Yeah. The unsexy, the not sexy, are the peanut. Yeah. And then the just whatevers are the peanut butter M&Ms. Yeah. They're, they're kind of like Reese's Pieces, but they don't have the name brand of the Reese's yeah. Pieces. Yeah, they're the, they're the asexual. Yes. So they're just kind of there. Yeah. Oreos. Those are sexy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and uh, even double stuff. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Double stuff for the... For the uh, um, the bigger lovers, mm -hmm. yeah, the ones that, you know, they like the you know the bigger women, the bigger frame women. Those are double stuffers. <laughs> yeah. Watermelon. Yeah, yeah, I can see watermelon being a sexy food. Yeah, yeah, I would say watermelon is. Not not spitting the seeds so much, but just eating the watermelon. Do you want to just go with seedless then? Yeah, let's go with seedless watermelon. Okay. Yeah. Now the seeded ones are they just going to be non-sexual? Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I just think of Goober from the Andy Griffith Show munching on a watermelon and spitting seeds out into the street. Okay, okay. All right. Well, all right. We come to a conclusion on that. Yeah. Water, seedless watermelon, regular watermelon are just nothing. They're just yeah. They're, they're, they're just food. Yeah, they're just food. Yeah. Raspberry zingers. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I almost put that at the top of the list. But yeah. the reason I didn't is because raspberry zingers are also a stoner food. So it had mm-hmm. to split time with both. Yeah. Man, just having the word raspberry in the title is... Is, is sexy. Oh, that is. That yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, so so we're, you know, we're kind of, we've got to split time with that. So raspberry zingers are right there as it is. Yeah, I would agree with that. Now, this is one I had a little trouble on, but then after I kind of thought about it and figured it out, mm-hmm. I went ahead and went with sexy, but you can argue that you don't feel that way, let me know. Okay. Funnel cakes with the sugar on them. Huh. Not out of the bat, not straight out of the fryer. Yeah, I can see your conflict on that because they're delicious and they smell great and they're tasty and you can feed little pieces to each other. But at the same time, it looks like a big squirty pile of shit. It looks like a glob of shit that comes out of a deep fryer. (laughs) It does. Or like you squeeze the world's largest zit. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to go with not sexy on the funnel cakes. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go with you and here... here, um, you got witnesses. Okay, this, this is, is getting scratched off of the list. This is Mark scratching off funnel cakes from the list. They don't exist as no. far as we're concerned. No. Okay. Funnel cakes are for little kids. Yes. Main entrees. Okay. Tacos of any kind, except oh. like Kevin said last week. No fish except tacos. Fish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, tacos, definitely. Yeah, tacos are oh, tacos yeah. are about the sexiest. I mean they I would say, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's right there next to a peach that's just had one wedge sliced out of it. <laughs> yes, tacos are the Phoebe Cates coming out of the pool. Yeah, you can hear them yeah. moving in stereo. Yeah, for you younger ones, just forget it. Just move yeah. along. Don't act like we said nothing. Act like it's dead air. Little side note: I heard a remake of Moving in Stereo. I can't remember what band did it, oh but my it was God. phenomenal. It was so good. I'm it gonna have has to, look to be. That if you're going to remake that song, it has to be phenomenal. Oh, it was. Because anything else is uh, um, just sacrilege. blasphemy, sacrilege. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm going to have to look that up. There's a remake to Moving in Stereo that is just so I'm going to look that up. We'll do it on the way home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pantsless. It, it, it came up on like a Pandora or a Spotify playlist, so it's not like it's super obscure. So, we're so Phoebe find Q that. is probably just one we miss because we're older. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so Phoebe okay. Cates on the tacos. Yep. Lasagna. Yeah, the little curly noodles. Yes. Oh, those hell are yeah. very sexy. Very sexy. Oh, food. Yeah. Especially, you know, you got them like falling off of the fork and still going in. Uh, and the little white ricotta yes, dripping off. Yes, it's them. like going ee wee wee. They're like frolicking in your mouth, jumping around, <laughs> playfully, gleefully jumping around in your throat. Am I eating lasagna or am I having oral sex? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Same thing. <laughs> so lasagna definitely is. Lasagna is definitely a sexy food. That's definitely going on the list for sexy food. Now this one, once again, you may not agree, mm-hmm. but I went ahead and thought I'd put it on there. Because it tastes so damn good. Yeah. Strip steak. Oh, but yeah. But if you'd rather go with a tenderloin or a ribeye or a T-bone or, mm-hmm. or ground or something, I could see that. But I think just good old strip steak because it is named strip. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I'd go with the strip steak. Okay. All right. Strip steak. Very yeah. sexy then. It's agreed. Yeah. Not, not necessarily a skirt steak. Then you'd start feeling like a little bit of a cannibal. Yeah. 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 So skirt steak. No, not quite. That's. Yeah. It's just gonna. We're just gonna go with strip. Yeah. A nice thick meaty cut. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to go a step further and say that it has to be grilled. Yeah. No baked, nothing no, else. It has no. to be grilled. It's got to have that crunchy little coat on the outside of it. Yeah. 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 And also on a hot plate. It's got to be sizzling. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. If it's not sizzling, it's still sexy, but not nearly as. No. It's just kind of sitting there in a puddle of its own juices. It's like, yeah, okay. And it's like, look, you're still sexy, but you're not as sexy with your hair down. Yeah. You know? So I guess the gist of this is a strip steak. A well-prepared strip steak. A well-prepared there we go. strip steak has its hair down, yes. and it's made up. It's got the black dress on with the pump heels, with the fucking heels. And the candles lit, and the yes. nice music. Yeah. Yeah. The the regular old, you know, like a boiled strip steak would just be like somebody in their flannel nightgown whipping it aside and saying, get it over with. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so strip steak on a hot plate sizzling is the deal um, this next one I thought just because of the way it looks when you bite in you take a fork into it yeah not how it looks out of the pan yeah baked ziti because you got that the noodles the, the yeah rigatoni or whatever what, what is the I can't remember what kind of noodles are in there. They're the yeah. bigger ones. They're the longer ones. Oh, it's, yeah. And you, they know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Someone, those, will, someone will tell yeah. us. You got, the, you got the regatta in there, and you got the uh, um, the other cheeses, uh, and you have the the meat or, you know, whatever else. And it's, it's baked, so you got that nice yeah. texture. That nice texture on the top of yeah. it. Yeah. When you, you see the... See the steam coming off oh, of it when yeah. you break into it. I could, yeah, that's. And the noodles kind of fall off of your fork and go. Go ahead, go ahead and take. Them. <laughs> Just have a food gasm right there. Yeah, it's very, <laughs> it's very submissive. It's like. Go ahead. I'm just gonna fall here. That's you true. That's, me up with it's a very, very submissive food. It is. It just falls on the ground or on mm-hmm. your plate, and it says, "Please take me." It gives consent very, very it quickly does. and easily. Yeah, it gives consent with a wink and yeah. like, just go ahead, do what you got to do. Yeah. Put me in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay. So baked ziti, very baked sexy. Ziti, okay. okay, you talked me into it. Let me tell you. Now, this one is up for debate. Pizza, all of it except anchovies, Little Caesars, and Hunt Brothers. And Hunt Brothers, if you know what I'm talking about. No. Hunt Brothers, there's certain um, gas stations mm-hmm. that, that serve pizza. Yeah, and no, over Casey's half does. Of, yeah, Casey's too, but they're, that's their own brand. Yeah. Okay, let's say there's a little, um, I don't know, a little Cenex or something at the corner. And they serve pizza there. Mm-hmm. Over half of them are Hunt Brothers Pizza. Oh, okay. So yeah, they're like the gas station there. pizza yeah. kings. Gas station pizza kings. Okay. Yeah, so, for me, pizza, uh, it would have to be the right toppings. Okay. You know, now, if it's like is it loaded thin up with. crust or thick crust? I go for thick crust. Yeah, thick crust. Got to have a little, yeah, got to have a little substance there. The yeah. cracker crust to me is like. Uh, Olive oil off of Popeye. It's yeah, like yeah. Because I'm going to break this damn thing. Not, Give me a thick crust. Yeah, not much on looks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But now, now, if it's like total pepperoni, that's that's not all that sexy. But you no, throw no, in a bunch of black olives and some like onions. Maybe some green peppers, mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. No pineapple. Yeah, maybe even those little dried tomatoes too, if you yeah, want. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know. Then, yeah, that can get for you yeah. to. 
Yeah, different types of cheeses. Mm -hmm. Even the Parmesan that you throw on top is a little yeah. sexy, although it does kind of resemble dandruff. Yeah. But, yeah, but then, I, you know, you got to also think when you take that slice and you pick it up and you're pulling it and the cheese is stretching for like yeah, three feet, that, yeah. oh, that's that's sexy right there. Oh, yeah, you got that right there is like, yeah. So, yeah, well, you got to include pizza as a sexy food. Okay, and I also think that even Little Caesars, even Hunt Brothers, if it, if the uh, if the cheese goos and just like yeah, that long stretchy pull of cheese. It's sexy, but not as sexy yeah. as a regular pizza. Yeah. And anchovies, no, uh, yeah. no, no, no. And those those little uh, Totino's frozen pizzas, they're like little hockey pucks or frisbees. Yeah. That's, there's no stretchy cheese on no, that. No, so no, no, no. Those are garbage. Just yeah. take them straight to the garbage. Stoner. Now, that's total stoner food. No, well, yeah, okay. No, if you're stoner, then that's great yeah. because that's microwavable. They're good and, you know. You used, to, you used to be able to get those for like a buck each, you know, and you'd keep a, a whole stack of them in the freezer and it's like, I'm wasted. I want food. And it's like, we got pizzas. Well, a friend of mine pizza. used to do what he called his stoner food. He called it Munch and Munch. <laughs> he would buy yeah, I onion. remember Munch and Munch. Oh, you do? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, he'd uh, buy onion rings, um, breaded mushrooms, uh, pizza rolls, mm -hmm. uh, tater tots, oh. french fries. He'd throw them all in a bag. Oh, you're thinking of something else. I'm thinking about that stuff that's like the Cadillac of Cracker Jack. You know, it's, it's, it's like oh, yeah, caramel yeah, yeah, corn, yeah. but it's, it's like Cracker Jack taken to like the next level. Yeah, I think that is a munch and munch too. Okay, he called this stuff munch. Or maybe and munch. it was munch and crunch. Munch and crunch. Okay. Yeah. This he All called these. munch and bunch. And if you did it at home, that was fine. But if you yeah. did it um, the other way, this back in the eighties, back in the days, if you did it fast food wise, you have to go to four different places. Yeah, that's true. So and better we off used to get do it. frozen food. But yeah, but I mean, we would do it before we take yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> he'd, he'd have one huge bag. He'd ask for a big bag at the first place. And then he'd take the little bag of, I don't know, let's say the first place had uh, mushrooms mm -hmm. and onion rings. He'd take those two bags somewhere. Dump them in there. Yeah, and then he'd go get some fries somewhere. Some tater tots and Sonic. Yeah. And uh, then he would throw them all in there. Mm -hmm. And then he called that Munch and Munch. He'd get fucking baked out of his mind. And whatever he got out of the bag is whatever he got out of the bag. Yeah. You don't know, we, you pull something out and you, you have to wait till you pull it out to figure out if you're going to dunk it in ketchup or horseradish. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or dicks like me, I go in there and get all the onion rings first. <laughs> They're like, watch this. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so uh, the next one, and this is up for debate too, but spaghetti with sauce but not meatballs. I know, I know. I kind of stretch. Red it. sauce or white sauce? Red sauce. Yeah, I'll pass. Okay, because if not, it would be fettuccine, right? Yeah. Yeah, what I have fettuccine down. I don't have fettuccine down here, but what do you think of that? Yeah, like a nice Alfredo. Okay, with the linguine noodles, not yeah. the spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's somewhat sexy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not as good as ziti or or yeah, yeah or the. But like a, a a big plate of spaghetti with with red sauce on it is not so much sexy as it kind of looks like an accident scene. You're right. Yeah. You're right. It looks like a car flipped over and yeah. ten dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. Okay. Now this one's up for debate too. Fried pork chops. I don't know because of that jagged little bone. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I'll probably pass on the pork chops. I'd probably I'd probably reach past them for the strawberries or the okay. or the ice cubes. And I come to this conclusion. Heroes are non-sexual. The hero sandwich? Yes. Yeah. Because you got that pita bread that you wrap around it, mm-hmm. then you got the meat in the middle, and you throw the sauce on it, and you throw some lettuce and tomatoes. Yeah, it's kind of like a like a savory ice cream cone more than anything else. Yeah, 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 uh, so. yeah, yeah. They don't really seem to have a sexiness rating. For, no, for no. That. They're just, to me, they're just nothing. They're just non-sexual. They're just yeah. They're yeah. just food. Yeah, not sexy. Non-sexy food. Okay. Yep. Cantaloupe. Yeah. Yeah, that's they're not... just kind of awkward and off-colored. Yeah, they're And they're, they're nobody's favorite. No, watermelons are definitely sexier than cantaloupe. Yeah, they're nobody's favorite. They're off-colored, and they're oblong and splotchy-looking. They go... They, they, they turn bad so quickly, too. Yeah, You know, yeah. it's just... And then you get fruit flies everywhere. So. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, cantaloupe... Not, nothing sexy about a cantaloupe. And not only that, but wherever you throw them in the yard, guarantee you're going to have non-fruit-bearing cantaloupe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> From the stupid hybrid seeds yes. that aren't fertile. <laughs> yes. So, the next one is zucchini. No, no, that's not sexy. That's just that's just a toy. Oh, that that's intrusive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, zucchini's off the list. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, same as same with okra. Yeah, okra is some hairy little. Okra's hog. almost nah. like little bitty zucchinis or something. Yeah. You know, like little mini zucchinis on on a. Yeah. I mean, they're funny and they're whimsical, but not a sexy food. No, not at no. all. Nope. Um, butterscotch anything. Oh, yeah. Can yeah, butterscotch is grandma. Yeah. That's yeah, not sexy, a, that's just grandma. No, no, that's like old, like yeah. fucking 1940s shit. And I'd, I'd put butter rum and lavender in the same yeah. group. It's, you see your grandma nothing going, sexy about Hi, that. would you like a butterscotch? Uh-huh. Like, oh, shit. Damn it. <laughs> I can't turn it down because it's rude now. I got to stomach this fucking thing yep. to make grandma happy. This is bullshit. Yeah. So Can I like, just suck on a stick of butter? You know, same she had those thing. brocks. Yeah. The kind that you used to buy in the scoop and the, by the pound. Yes, that had... They didn't taste like butterscotch. They just tasted nasty. If, if you're young, just move right along. Don't even look it up. Just yes. move right along. Go for the Werther's. They're at least halfway yeah. decent. B-R-A-C-H. Yep. Apostrophe S. Rocks. Yep. So, and it was all hard candy, generally. I think they did have some soft candy later, but... Yeah, they call them. They look like gumdrops, but they're called spice gels or spice... Yeah, something like that, They it, had yeah. nasty, horrid yeah. flavors that you might not even put in your potpourri or scented candle, let alone eat it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah like uh, um, uh, Helen Day sauce uh, Brock's. Yeah, <laughs> no, like no. Bayberry. It's like, who oh, wants to eat a frickin' Bayberry? Yeah. <laughs> or the color puce. Yes. Yeah, they got puce ones. Mauve, yeah. puce, and taupe. <laughs> Those aren't food colors. Sorry. No. Those no. are paint colors, maybe, but no. not food. No, so butterscotch anything. Butterscotch is now, huh? Flaming Hot Cheetos. Oh, yeah. There's nothing sexy about that. Now, I don't know about a regular Cheeto. I mean, you know, you heard about getting Cheeto fingered. Yeah. But anything that gives you cheese breath is probably not a good idea. So, So, especially Flaming Hot. I I felt the need to write Flaming Hot down for not sexy. Now, if a guy eats a whole handful of Flaming Hot Cheetos and then gives oral sex to his partner... 
that could be a little interesting. That could be too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that could be a way of being, yeah, you could kind of turn it such yeah. a there. I, I used to work with a sound engineer who thought that Vicks VapoRub was an acceptable sexual lubricant. I think you told me about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He said that little that little burn really, he really dug it. It's like, seriously, why don't you just sit on a stove? You know, <laughs> it does the same thing. <laughs> So yeah, a mouthful of flaming hot Cheetos could uh, could make some things interesting, but it's messy. It's real messy. Okay. So all right. So let's just go ahead and yeah, go with that one. Okay. Kale. No. Oh. All of it. Oh yeah, nothing sexy about it. In fact, kale is is widely considered to be a contraceptive. You know, if you don't want to get pregnant, bring out the kale. No one's coming near Everybody's you. Everybody's fucking, yeah. yeah. Everybody's running. Nobody will want to have sex with you because you have kale near you. So yes. it's an excellent yeah. way to prevent unwanted pregnancy. If you associate, if, self, you associate yourself with kale. If you're a female and you're hanging out with this guy and you think he's starting to take things wrong, but you like hanging out with him as a friend, mm-hmm. the next whatever, you know, coffee date or whatever you have, bring kale with you. Yes. And he'll automatically never be attracted to you again. Cucumber and kale sandwiches. You give that to someone, they know they're friend-zoned. Yeah, that's they it. They know there's just... He will never bother you again yep. in that fashion. You'll be like his his little sister, you know, and, and he won't ever think of you that way again. Yeah. yeah kale that. will just neuter anybody who comes near it. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot I put this on here. Hmm? On the not sexy list. Brock's Hard Candy. Yeah, especially well, like that ribbon stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was horrid. It and was just like This goes back torture. to what we just explained to you guys. I forgot yeah. I put it on the list, but yeah, Brock's Hard Candy is not ugh, not you, sexy. You'd go over to somebody's house and they'd hand you a piece and they'd think they're doing you a favor and you're like, no. No, I know. Then you're <laughs> obligated to eat it like I said your grandma gave you one. When you yeah. like a butterscotch sunny, you're like. I'd rather go stand on an but, anthill, but you know, if you're going to make me. Then know. your mind goes back to. Don't be rude. Yes. That your parents said, you know, accept gifts, say thank you, yeah. eat their food. So then automatically you're dedicated to eating this horrible butterscotch. Mm-hmm. But not only are you dedicated to eating it, but you're also dedicated to act like you love it yeah. and be appreciative. See, that's that's an example of betraying yourself to spare someone else's feelings. Yes. Don't do that. Nowadays I'd be don't like, don't do that. You got any fucking ice cream? <laughs> You don't have any ice cream? No, then I don't want anything. Yep. Put that shit back in your freezer, wherever the fuck you got it. Ugh. So, squid. No, yeah, there's nothing sexy about squid. Anything with eight tentacles, you know, eight Well, arms. see, squid is five, octopus is eight. Yeah, squid is, yeah, that's right. But they both squirt ink, and they both yeah. don't have bones. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah they both tentacles have, like, suckers crazy on them. looking faces on them. Yeah. They've just been in too many, you know, bad science now, fiction movies. Oh, yeah. Now, an octopus has a beak. Does a squid? Mm, I don't know. Boy, yeah. that's an interesting thought. Email us at something. Uh, yeah, we'll if we yeah. can ever remember our email address. But. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Just forget it. We don't care. Yeah, we'll look it up later. Yeah. Sardines. No, no. So nothing sexy about sardines. You open a can of sardines and every cat within 10 miles is knocking on your door. 
You got fish. Hey, hey, I know you're not going to eat it, so just throw it out here right now. Look, your wife isn't looking. Just throw the whole damn thing out here on the patio. It will be gone in 10 seconds, and you can say you ate it. Matter of fact, take a little mustard and put it on the side of your mouth when you walk back in, just to play it. I used to I used to eat sardines a lot when I was in college, and no wonder I was single. Yes, I was eating sardines all the time. So I really like that Christopher guy, but man, he smells like that. He's, what? He's, what? He smells like sardines. <laughs> smells like a Russian trawler. A smart chick would come around. Oh, he smells like fish, huh? Mm. Oh, he's kind of cute. <laughs> Black-eyed peas. No, nothing sexy about black-eyed peas. Nope. Okay, so now uh, we have uh, main entrees. Oh, we made them close up. <laughs> All right, we outlasted them. Okay, main entrees. Beef stroganoff. Hmm. That could be sexy. I I put it as non-sexy. You think it could be sexy? Well, you know, because of the creaminess. It's like chunks but... of meat and creaminess. Well, that's true. That it, it does kind of look like the meal that came back up. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Yeah, it looked like something the cat might fucking it. vomit. Oh, yeah. What's for dinner? Oh, big plate of cat barf. Oh, okay. <laughs> liver with onions. Oh, man, that's right up there with kale. Yes. You serve liver and onions, you're pretty much trying to repel everybody near you. Yes. Yeah. Gizzards. Yeah, I like gizzards, but no, nah, ain't damn thing sexy about gizzards. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Um, artichoke hearts. Yeah, they're too pretentious. They really are. They're good. I, I like them okay, but but yeah, they're too pretentious to be a sexy food. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're kind of like uppity, and they just they don't like other foods. They're kind of like well, yeah, it's because they're part of a thistle and think that makes them special. So. You know, you're right. They're kind of like the artichokes, a, big thistle. We don't so. observe anything else because we're artichoke hearts. We don't have to talk to you guys. We don't even have to look at you guys because we're artichoke hearts. Yes. When we were on a plant, we had thorns. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so they're dissing the snow peas and the and the banana peppers. Oh yeah, you can see them right now talking about them. Look at those fuckers over there. They were in a pod and then they fell out. I think we're on a vine. What a barbarian. Some people cream them. (laughs) They're all snickering. Yeah, I can definitely see artichoke hearts being elitists. Yes, they are. We all know they They have country clubs and and, and they would have Stepford wives. Yes. All their kids would go to the same boarding school in Switzerland. Do they drive they'd learn a, to secretly be Nazis? <laughs> they drive Range Rovers. <laughs> yes. yes. They, they drive Range. They yes. They won't even hire anybody who drives a Subaru. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Chicken noodle. Chicken noodle. Yeah. They are again. That's a mom thing. So. Yeah. Yes. That yeah. takes it right off the table. Yeah. Unless if, you're, if you're thinking sexy when you think of a chicken noodle, then. Yeah, your name might be Oedipus. <laughs> <laughs> Boiled shrimp. Yeah. What, head on or head off? Both. Hmm. With the little shit tubes. Head on? Maybe. Head off? Nah. Nah. Yeah. Okay. But head right. on, a shrimp might be sexy. Okay. All right. Maybe we'll, right circumstances. We'll go and put that in the in the right circumstances category. Yeah. Yeah. 
pickled squid. No, no. Uh, pick, pickled anything kind of doesn't make the sexy list. <laughs> you know, that's that's for like after, you know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, Campbell's Chunky Soup. Oh, yeah. Anything just because with, it's chunky. Yeah, anything with chunky in the name, you just immediately start thinking about throwing up. Yeah. So. so chunks in it, no. No. And finally, all Ethiopian food. All of it. Every bit of it. You know, I I can't think of a single thing on the Ethiopian menu that I would consider to be a, a guilty pleasure kind of sexy food. I just, okay. I, yeah. They did. They have good coffee. Yep. In Ethiopia, uh, the spice palette is is decent, but yeah, they don't really make sexy food. You know, it's a desert country, so you know things are a little tougher there. So I kind of think they look at food like you know, thank God we have food. Yeah, you know what? You're right. They're not worried about sexiness. They're like, oh my God, we get nourishment for one more day. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. So then you go up to, like, Morocco, where they have a little more money, and then they start having sexier food. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They, had, they start having leaves on plates. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then you go across the Mediterranean, and then you're in the south of France, and then, you know, all yeah, food is, is all, all, all of, French food is sexy. Yeah, you know? every bit of it, with all the butter and everything. In fact, you got to watch yourself around French food. It will it'll flat out sexually assault you because it's just it's horny well, it'll all the time. Start, you'll start kissing up your arm and then yeah. go from there. So. Yeah, yeah. French bread hardly ever takes no for an answer. You really got it. <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> this bully base is trying to put the date rape drug in my coffee. Fucking French food. <laughs> it's trying to GHB me. Two douchebags and microphone. Hi there. This is Fucknut from Two Fucknuts and a Recorder Podcast. Two douchebags and a microphone are our favorite podcast ever. Please go to your friend's computer and download it from there. Go to your church's computer and download it from there. Go to people you don't know and grab their phones and download it on there. These fuckers need all the help we can get. Once again, we reach the end of another broadcast. See you later, motherfucker, yeah. See you later, motherfucker, yeah.